Hey, movie fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Uncharted Media Podcast. This is going to be a... We are a lot, normally a positive podcast, but... Oh, also, this is episode 170. Wow. <laughs> I knew my brain was going a specific <laughs> section. Sometimes you just get an autopilot and you veer off the road a little bit into a ditch. It's okay. Um... But Ron, I'm, I'm I'll, say, I'll ask Josh okay. about that later, though. Um, yeah, my brain. It's normally we talk about positive things. When we initially were making our notes, there wasn't a lot of news. And honestly, in terms of concrete news, there's not a lot of movie news this week. We kind of are making some stuff up, not making stuff up, but making bigger deals of stuff of nothing, basically. In conjunction with the release of Morbius, we're gonna talk about the worst movies we've ever seen. <laughs> I didn't know I wasn't I didn't think that was gonna be the segue, but I'm here for it. Let's go. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, neither of us have seen Morbius, but we've yes. seen the reviews for Morbius. Yes. I uh it's definitely gonna be one of those movies I think I'm gonna wait until it come goes on what? HBO Max? Stars, I think, first for Stars. some reason. So Hulu. Got it. <laughs> yeah. So we're we actually kind of had some issues with this of we set the parameters of it has to be movies that we've seen. Like there's the Hall yeah. of Fame of bad movies. Um, yeah. But there's been plenty of those that since they're in the Hall of Fame of bad, we have not seen them. I have not seen Birdemic yet in my lifetime. I actually think Heather has, though, which is odd. That's but, odd. <laughs> um, the stipulations are we have to have seen the movie. We can't ironically love them. So Wicker Man and Drive Angry um, those type of movies will not be here. Yeah, they ha- we like genuinely fully have to hate these movies and think they're just the worst we've ever seen. Um, that that's about the only stipulations we have for this. Um, we haven't been negative in a while, or at least we try not to be. But uh, Josh, how you doing tonight? I'm chilling, my dude. It was it's really funny because I think you and I were texting back and forth both most of today. Today it's like I had to adjust my list because I realized there's not there's only a like maybe two or three movies I genuinely hate and like despise. And I thought five good things has ruined us. <laughs> like oh, we are able to see good in almost in a, in a lot of films nowadays. So, but we'll uh we'll get into it eventually, I guess. You watching anything? Uh, no, I watched Jack this week. <laughs> Outside of the uh, first episode of Moon Knight, Ooh, yes. A lot of... Let's let's talk Moon Knight before. Yes. Yeah. What did you think? I, I, dude, it was so good. It was the. This is so cringe, but it was the first episode. First episode of like a a Marvel TV show where I clapped afterwards. I I was like. I was, I mean, obvious for obvious reasons. So how much, yeah, Oscar Isaac being the obvious reason. <laughs> but I was super hyped. And like, I, the obvious reason being the last like five minutes of that, of the episode. But like, gosh dang, like my dad is not like a, uh, how do I say this? Like a thriller type movie um, kind of lover. Like he likes exciting movies but like stuff where that's like oh he's been dead the whole time like that kind of storytelling he doesn't it doesn't go over his head it's just not his thing but like this he was like he was in for it and it was like to me that was a good sign and just like the last five minutes oscar isaac isaac switching back and forth between the two accents like oh gosh it's so cool it he's great and just the all the little details and i can't wait to dive into more 
tomorrow or well i guess when this episode airs it'll be tomorrow today, yeah but... um like i liked oscar isaac enough in the first episode but if you're i'm looking at just the first episode my favorite character has to be ethan hawk like i love yes. that introduction with the glass and the shoe and like walking mm-hmm. through the city i'm like this is weird and i like it like <laughs> ethan hawk isn't one of those like super weird people like jared leto but he's kind of got a little bit of weirdness in him like mm-hmm. supposedly that first scene was improv of him with the glass and everything i'm like i don't know if i want to meet you ethan hawk <laughs> you, you're working through some stuff but yeah that the ending of episode one i'm going i i like I this it. this is like it's slowly so cool. dipping its toe into the spoopy now I have a checklist of things that I want in yeah, Moon Knight, yeah. but they will never happen because it's on Disney+. Plus. I need, I know it's not an actual comic book panel, but I need random BS! Go! Yes. I, I need that, but more importantly, Dracula, where's my money? I need <laughs> that for my inner HHN lover that was a running joke at 29 of you asked Dracula where his where the money is he owes you money I need that in Moon Knight I don't think we're ever gonna get it but no I need it I don't see but like I think we're closer than we think we are uh because gosh dang there is some time some of the ways that in that car chase that people um exit the car chase that is not like disney friendly but it's like also the most pg-13 way to do it like there's there's a whole car that legitimately gets crushed by a log truck and uh there's no blood it's just cool it's just it's good it's a good act a good uh episode um i i I genuinely i saw because this is me i checked some comments on some of the stuff and there were like people like i don't get it it's stupid i was like shut up dude whatever um have you heard and this is totally a little rabbit trail but moonlight night related the how ethan hawk got involved with moon knight Mm -mm. okay so oscar isaac apparently like like it's during the pandemic right and so that everybody's standing outside getting coffee at this coffee shop because you can't go in everyone's just standing there masked up and everything and ethan's like just standing in line and all of a sudden some stranger comes up to him and was like hey man i really liked you in this blah, 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 blah. and and he's like oh yeah yeah okay but yeah i appreciate it and then like at some point like they have like a short conversation realizes that it's oscar having a control uh, telling him how much he loves like his movies and stuff and he's like yeah like hey like can i send you like some a script like blah blah blah. like i would love for you to be in on this project whatever and then puts him in contact with the director and this is like it was like the weirdest Ethan, like you'll have to look it up. He's like, it's the weirdest conversation to have with stranger, a stranger where he just comes up and goes, starts complimenting you right out of the bat, and then the, the video I saw, he's like, which is my favorite conversation to have. But you know, it's it's, it's such like there's been so much fun stuff going into like the creation of Moon Knight, and like even Oscar Isaac has said he's like, I uh, I tried to read the comics. And it was weird. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it, is, it is, buddy. We believe, we, we trust us, we know. Uh, I, I, <laughs> this is not a spoiler, guys. This is not a spoiler for Moon Knight. It's just speculation on our part. I cannot wait for the day that Oscar Isaac's Moon Knight meets Mahershala Ali's Blade. Like, yes. let's go. Meets Nicolas Cage's Ghost Rider in the mix. Oh, let's do this. Like, 
Cage's Ghost Rider's coming. Mark my words. Whether oh, it's I just it. whether it's just in Multiverse of Madness. Um, I only saw one thing this past week, but I'll put it on record. This is going to be the surprise movie of 2022. If y'all were disappointed with Uncharted as an adventure movie, go out and see The Lost City instead. I'm not <laughs> joking. So, like, some of the trailers look funny enough, so Heather, myself, and my parents went out to City Walk, um, went out to celebrate my dad's birthday, and then we saw The Lost City. We were laughing pretty solidly for most of this entire movie. It's not a perfect movie. It definitely has some issues, but... The Lost City is what Uncharted wanted to be. It actually had adventure music. I'm still not over that. <laughs> it actually had fun adventure. The only issue is it's supposed to be a treasure hunting movie of like a romance novelist actually used to be an archaeology expert. The archaeology part kind of takes a back seat depending on when the story feels like it. Um, and Sandra Bullock. I love Sandra Bullock. But she kind of phoned it in on this movie. She was probably the weakest character, which is weird to say. Every issue I have, though, with her goes out the window when it comes to the beautifulness that is Channing Tatum and Brad frickin' Pitt. Oh, my <laughs> God. See this movie for Brad Pitt alone. Like, I'm trying to describe his character without giving too much away. It's, it's kind of like if the dude from The Big Lebowski was a Navy SEAL. Like, it's such a weird combo. And also, <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe is the villain, and he is so good. For those that only know Daniel Radcliffe from Harry Potter, see The Lost City. It's like him when he has the Felix Felicis just for two hours. <laughs> oh, let's so go. So it's just Daniel Radcliffe being Daniel Radcliffe. Like, he's, he's, he's a douchey bad guy, but he's like the... I'm not a complete dick about it. Like, if you need food or a bathroom break, just let me know. Like, I'm I'm not a complete monster. But Shane Tatum's comedic timing in this is so good. I I laughed out loud quite a bit. It's not going to end up being, like, the best or my favorite movie of the year. But it's a surprisingly good time. I think your whole family would like it, Josh. So whenever this comes to probably, I think, Paramount Plus soon, um, check it out. It's doing surprisingly well at the box office. And it's wicked funny i was very surprised i think one of the funniest things not that yeah you know, you know that's what i'm gonna go with one of the funniest things about seeing batman and uh, this will tie in italian i promise uh was uh me and my brother were sitting there just kind of watching the trailers and this couple next to us uh is you know they're just chatting chatting kind of loudly whatever oh i had that uh, in this movie i'll talk about that in a second but <laughs> Back to back, we had a trailer for The Lost City and then Bullet Train. <laughs> and, and, and she was like, man, Brad Pitt's just did everything now. Huh? I was like, yeah, okay, he but is, how, and how I love good it. does Bullet Train look, though? So good. Looks so good. But okay. I just like, this is an odd, like, in order for Brad to have, like, a renaissance, he would have had to, like, had a, have a falling off. But and like, he never really has. No, he never has. But, like, lately, I have enjoyed everything he's in. So, he's like, so let's funny in this. He's so good in Lost City. He's not in it for a lot. And also, make sure you stay till the end, though. Oh, gosh, he's so funny in it. But I, I hate people that talk loudly in the theater. Like, this two ladies are sitting next to me. Didn't even try and whisper. They were just talking regular voices. But also, people, hmm. <laughs> these two ladies, 
it's literally like half an hour into the movie, and we've met every character we're going to meet in this movie. We get a shot of Channing Tatum talking to Sandra Bullock, and they just go, oh, that's Channing Tatum! And I'm going, we've been watching this movie for half an hour, and you just now clicked in your brain that that's Channing Tatum? Why did you see this movie then if you didn't know it was Channing Tatum? Like, if it was the first scene of the movie, and it's this intro when he's wearing the wig or whatever, I would understand. I'd be like, maybe you didn't know Channing Tatum was in this movie. You had half an hour, and it's just only you're just now realizing that it's a specific actor. <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe, maybe I can understand. If you've only seen Harry Potter, yeah. you've only seen when he's a kid, he's an adult with a full grown beard, I can understand maybe. Yeah. But Channing Tatum is. There's nothing physically different about Channing Tatum in this. We know what Channing Tatum looks like. He's one of the biggest movie stars in the world. It takes you half an hour to realize, oh, that's Channing Tatum. I'm oh, going. <laughs> It's because he was being funny. They're not used to that. They haven't seen uh, Twenty One Jump Street. You have the or right. Twenty Two Jump Street. <laughs> you have the right to be an attorney. Did you just say you have the right to be an attorney? I mean, you do technically have the right to be you an attorney. Right. <laughs> God, I love the Jump Street movie right. so much. But like, don't worry, that... I'll just shoot oh. you. No, you can you can shoot her. You don't have to shoot me. Now the bullet will just go straight through you, man. We'll be fine. <laughs> Put oh, your tongue man. back in your mouth. That looks weird. <laughs> I love like anybody that's like just now discovering that Daniel's been working since Harry Potter. I'm sorry, because uh, he's fantastic. Like from Horns to uh, Swiss Army Man, Swiss Army Man, the Woman in Black, uh, the Woman in Black, which is easily like that was his first movie after Harry Potter, and it blew me away. The the first one, I will argue anybody that says it's bad, it is fan. It's a fantastic. Film. It's not a conventional horror movie it's, no it is it's, not it beat babadook by like a decade in terms of its subject matter i'll, I'll leave it at that but uh yes agreed speaking of grief let's get to our first news topic oh so i'm conflicted about our first news topic here and that is that bill skarsgård pennywise himself has been tapped to play eric draven i believe is the eric draven version yes. of the crow yes in a crow reboot to which i immediately just go i'll believe it when i see it because (laughs) this movie i'm not a superstitious person but when it comes to the crow reboot i'm a little stitious because this movie's been trying to get off the ground for a solid decade um here's the issue bill skarsgård is a great actor and i honestly don't mind him as eric draven Mm-hmm. there's been seven or eight other names that have been attached to this. Mm-hmm. So I'm just wondering, all right, how long is this going to stick? We've had names like Jason Momoa. We've talked about him like a month or two ago. The videos surfaced of him as the crow. And I'm like, oh, that looks cool. Um, he was attached. Luke Evans at one point was attached. Tom yeah. Hiddleston was attached at one point. Um, I feel like there's another big name attached at one point or another. Cool, you're attached. Until this movie actually physically comes out. I don't know if it's actually going to happen. Just like, yeah. just because a movie films doesn't mean it's ever going to come out. Looking at you, Flash, we'll get to you. I'm more concerned about the director that they've chosen this time around. We have Snow White and the Huntsman's Rupert Sanders. I'm going. Yeah. Uh, oh. Uh, are we going to have a Hitman situation here? Because I, I also, half joking, half serious. I hope they didn't just cast him because they're like, oh, he looks good in white makeup. He should be the crow. I will say, 
as much as Josh and I have been excited for this movie and we're particularly excited for the Jason Momoa, Momoa casting, if we're going with an Eric Draven casting, Bill Skarsgård probably fits that yeah. physique better than Momoa because Eric Draven, he's muscly, but he's not jacked. He is very much a Andrew Garfield Spider-Man build of tall and lean. Now, they've tried doing other crows. They had, uh, I think it was two separate crows for two and three. They're all, yeah. they tried not to be Eric Draven. I think it's a ballsy move to make this Eric Draven again because that's so tied to Brandon Lee and the unfortunate tragedy of that. This is supposed to begin filming in June. I, I'm still, I'll believe it when I see it, but in terms of sheer casting, Bill Skarsgård is a good choice. It's it's literally everything else around this project that gets me nervous. Josh, do you see it yeah. any different at all? No, no, I agree. Uh, like, Bill Skarsgård is fantastic. He's a fantastic actor. I'm picturing him mentally with long hair, kind of in that costume that Eric has. Uh, yeah, down. Absolutely. As long as we don't get any weird uh, half-done uh, rock solo at the, at the top of a roof, I think we'll be all right. Um, the thing that gets me is is the complaints about the it's the brandon lee you know kind of thing that it surrounds this film unfortunately um because you are doing eric draven it does it does have that kind of issue i can see people i have seen people have issues with them doing an eric draven crow or doing a crow reboot at all um there's been a lot of people that have been shocked to find out that there are two dear. I think there's actually three. I think there's three other crows. There's city of angels and the one, the one the, with Kristen Dunst. Yeah. I, have, I could have sworn there was a third, but maybe I'm wrong, uh, but it's fine. But like, if you're going to say you can't do a crow movie at all because of the Brandon Lay thing, I'm like, sorry, dude, they've, they've already done two more it's that's a little invalid but also i've seen people be like well no you can't do bill scars scars guard i'll never never see him outside him of him being it and i'm sorry did you but know he, that it was it yeah we... like there's no the, that makeup is so heavy there's no way that you you'd be able to you'd be like oh no that's that's it that's that's it sorry i can't i can't do not not that this not can't do that separation character my brain not smart can't do thing movie thing nope sorry mm -mm. Like, I just, yeah, I I am excited. I would love an Eric Draven reboot. I honestly am pretty pretty stoked about a Bill Skarsgård doing it. Um, I'm with you, though. I think there's a lot of stuff around this movie. I, I, both of us are a little a li little stitious about just the amount of heat, like hurdles this thing has had to, to jump over and losing directors, losing actors, lose, just... I'll believe, like you said, I'll believe it when I see it, man. I, I think even like once, even once I get a trailer, I think I'll still be like, sure, but show me the, show me the date it comes out, and like, like don't, yeah. So we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, the Flash has a teaser trailer, but mm -hmm. given recent events, I'd be amazed if that comes out in 2023. I think they're mm -hmm. just gonna wait until next week to figure out what they're gonna do with management. But we'll talk about that in a little bit. I do think mm -hmm. it, it's, it's really just us come down to continue on the Crow legacy. But don't make it Eric Draven. Just learn the mistakes that you made from the previous sequels of you can have other crows, 
But the big issue with those movies is those movies sucked. So just make this movie better. I don't have a lot of confidence in it, though, because of the people attached to it. Like, if you told Mm me, I don't know, if we had a choice, who would be a really good Crow director? I would want somebody that is known for, like, more, I don't say morbid storytelling, but kind of morbid storytelling. Because The Crow is a very depressing story, always has been, even before the tragedy um, it's just so much about grief and loss, and it has very so much a very distinct aesthetic. Like, yeah, ooh, it will never happen. But like, and he's never really delved his toes into this genre before. But Mike Flanagan's The Crow, oh my, I'd be down. Oh my god! Or if this was twenty twenty five years ago, and. He kind of stopped doing the same thing over and over again. Tim Burton's The Crow, I think, would fit incredibly mm. well. I don't think that would fit too much for nowadays when he's no, yeah. I don't, I don't want to say gotten too commercial, but he, he's in that stage of a like sports career of you've already won the championship a few times. Now you're just getting as much money as you can before you retire. That's kind of where I mm-hmm. see Tim Burton's career currently. Um, yeah, I, I'm still excited because Josh and I have gone on record so many times that The Crow is one of the most underrated comic book movies of all time. It's one of our favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, this has been a, such a long time coming. And until this actually comes out, I won't believe that it's a real thing because we've lost so many directors, so many actors. It's like the world doesn't actually want to see this come to fruition, but Hollywood's like, nah, man, this is going to happen whether you like it or not. And. The world is like, you sure? You sure about that, bruh? I don't know. <laughs> now, moving on to a late-breaking development as we're recording this. But the Warner Media um, Discovery merger is actually expected to be finished rather soon with earliest projections being done by this Friday, which I'm going, holy crap, you did that fast. Which, obviously, when new leadership is put into place, the old leadership... Might not have the same position, and that's obviously what's happening here. As Jason Kalar and Ann Sarnoff both will be exiting, so this kind of came a few hours apart. Like Jason Kalar announced his resignation earlier in the day. I think Kalar announces leaving, and Sarnoff, on the other hand, was told that her position was no longer necessary and that she'd be <laughs> let go. So, hmm. Lot to break down here. I know yep. a lot of I know a lot of Snyder fans that are real happy right now because they pointed the finger at Ann Sarnoff for not quote unquote restoring the Snyderverse. Guys, I don't think that's happening anymore for a multitude of reasons. Yeah. I think Snyder got burned by the studio that he's working with. I don't always like his movies, but he did get treated badly by Warner Brothers. Um and they did more or less make it good with um the Snyder cut. But that did lose the HBO Max quite a bit of money. Mm-hmm. He he is, in relationship terms, he is in a very happy, committed relationship with Netflix now. He seems yeah. to be doing just fine. He's happy with Army of the Dead. He's got his like Star Wars ripoff that he's working on soon. He's got an Army of the Dead prequel that he just did. He seems to be living his best life over there. I don't think he's interested anymore about continuing the Snyderverse. Um, I think that part of him will always be with him. But I don't think he's interested in continuing that anymore now that he's got this opportunity to tell completely new stories with characters that he himself makes up yeah. um 
Also, you gotta think that the people that are leaving Warner Media were also the ones that approved the Snyder Cut to begin with to show up yeah. on the platform. So they were still involved to a certain extent. I don't care about Ann Sarnoff leaving nearly as much as a whole bunch of other people, mainly the Snyder Cut fans. I care more about Jason Klar leaving. Both of these departures were nothing new. It was speculated a long time ago that when Discovery acquired Warner Brothers or was in the early stages of it, that people were like, so where does this leave Jason Klar? Because David Zasloff, who currently runs Discovery, does pretty good. And more people... It's it's that like, all right, guys, it's him or me. And everyone points to Zasloff and goes... We'd rather have him, the guy that's making the purchases, we'd rather have him than the one that's being bought. And Jason Klar, God, for a long time now, I have been counting down the days till he leaves, because how do you botch HBO Max and Warner Media so badly? Like, I don't mind HBO Max as an app. I think it's good. Is yeah. it as good as it should be? Oh, no. heck no, not even oh, close. No server issues not having the proper formats of hey we've got 4k content guys you have like seven movies on 4k that's about it your stream quality frankly sucks like even your hd stuff i'm like jesus what is the bit rate like 10 or 12 like it's <laughs> terrible but the single biggest boneheaded decision that had huge ramifications was that decision in 2021 of hey all of our movies will have day and date release like, I get what he's going for. HBO Max was way behind in the numbers subscription-wise. That's not how you do it. You burned a whole bunch of your bridges. You basically... Um, I forget where, where Nolan ended up, but you basically lost Christopher Nolan as a director forever. You almost lost Denny Villeneuve forever. Um, you had a whole bunch of your talent that you didn't notify ahead of time that was doing this. And in the end, it didn't actually end up helping HBO Max any. It's growth, yeah, the platform grew a little bit, but that was its natural projections anyway. It didn't, like, skyrocket to the level that he was projecting it would. If anything, it did more harm than good. I, these were not surprising departures at all. Because, again, when a new company takes over an old one, mm -hmm. the one acquiring it will typically keep their people in charge. If anything, this should be good news because... From everything we've heard, David Zaslav is very much a hands-off type of guy. So I'm hoping... Well, we can talk about it a little bit here, Josh. I'm hoping that this kind of... We don't care about any other Warner Brothers stuff besides DC. Let's be honest here on this <laughs> podcast. Yeah. I am hoping that the reason all this stuff got delayed a few weeks ago is so that David Zaslav can go, All right, everybody call on the brakes. Chill the F out. Somebody tell me what we're doing. Nobody can tell me what we're doing, then that means you guys don't know what you're doing. And if we don't know what we're doing, we need a plan to figure out what we're actually going to do. So that's the big issue that Warner Bros. has had, is they've never had a plan. And I know some people are like, well, they can keep doing standalone movies. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. But decide if they're standalone movies or if they're connected or not. Um, yeah. We can dive into that more in a little bit here, Josh. But you see Jason Kalar and Ann Sarnoff, two of the big heads currently of Warner Media, have left or have been fired. We'll put it that way. Was this shocking to you? Or where do you see the current direction of this Warner Media Discovery merger? 
I, it was shocking to me because I, I think you definitely follow it a lot closer than I do. And I'm not as privy to uh, transitions of power when it comes to. Oh, no, I just, I just daily search headlines of Jason Kalar fired <laughs> right after I checked it's, Bob Chapek fired. <laughs> You have a you have a a, a, a a Chrome extension attached to your browser that constantly searches the internet. Bob Chapek uh, fired. <laughs> Nightwing movie just, news. Henry Cavill back as Superman. You open a new tab, it pops up. Sorry, no news. Sorry, no news. And then this came up, and you're like, oh, there's 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 news. The chlorining. Um, <laughs> I yeah, dude. It's it, it, it almost surprising me because I'm not used. I'm not very privy to the kind of like how the transition of power normally happens. Um, but the ramifications are definitely hard to ignore, um, especially if they end up... <laughs> a lot of people will see the move of them delaying all the DC stuff as, oh, wow, they still don't know what they're doing. And guess what? They probably still don't. Um, but at least at this way, you and I especially, we're pretty vocal on, we take this as... A sign that the merger is taking the DC's properties seriously, and is like, yeah, okay. So if if this is what the, these are the stories we're telling, where are we going with them? What are we doing? What's the end goal here? We're not just gonna be throwing money at you guys. That that's not how this is gonna work. Uh, so we'll see what happens in the long run when it gets, at least when it comes to DC. But I think like like Dune is under that banner. Um, there's there's quite a big, uh, quite a bit uh, of large pro properties that have come out in the last couple of years that Discovery is going to have to make some decisions on. I mean, I know they, they already greenlit Dune for a second movie, but I'm pretty sure it was, was it's supposed to be all the way to three and four, but I'm not, I'm, don't quote me on that. Cause I cancel that. fantastic beasts. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know what? It, at this point you have to, because there's nothing you can do about it. If they've gone too far down the rabbit hole, it, there's no well, way that you're going to write yourself out of that corner well, because also, they've written themselves in that, that corner. So without like, delving too, too much into spoilers for those people that do care about fantastic pieces, because of double door from everything I've read credence Ezra Miller's character is a very big part of the story to which I'm going, if you're going to keep this franchise, you can't. You just can't keep Ezra Miller anymore. We'll talk on it briefly mm -hmm. here for a bit because I think it's important going forward. Whatever David Zasloff is doing with Warner Discovery, I think one of his first pieces of action is what are you going to do with Ezra Miller? Because yeah. honestly, it's gotten out of control. There should have been disciplinary actions the first time there was issues back in the beginning of quarantine in 2020 mm -hmm. when he chokeslammed somebody. But now it's escalated to a very dangerous level to the point of Warner Bros. has a habit of ignoring or being very selective of who they fire and who they keep. But this is not a situation like that. You, It's going to do more damage for your brand if you keep him in the long term. Now, at the time of recording this, we have Jason Clark and Ann Sarnoff leaving. If those two are leaving, I would not be surprised if Toby Emmerich, the head of the another one of those big pillars of Warner Media, mm -hmm. currently, if he's also on his way out. And Toby Emmerich and Ann Sarnoff typically get lumped together in the in the Snyder movement stuff of get rid of Sn Sarnoff, get rid of Emmerich. I would not be surprised just because he's he's the old regime but then again maybe toby's got a relationship with zaslav pre-existing like david zaslav had a relationship with the head over at cnn before 
all that stuff went down. Mm -hmm. Um, which on top of that, I know comic book fans don't care about this, but I'm, and I don't particularly care about it, but I am curious of, they just launched CNN plus that falls under the same banner of AT&T and like Warner. So you just launched that app. Is that going to get bundled in with this discovery HBO max mega app? Like, are we going (laughs) to have a DC universe? Are we going to have a DC universe situation here? Lastly, before we move on to our next topic, I'm going to do my way too early predictions here. Okay, okay, hit me with it. David Zaslav is a relational guy. He He's yeah. a lot like Bob Iger of he likes to put talent first. My way too early prediction. In 2023, some bridges are going to be repaired. And Henry Cavill will be announced to be returning. <laughs> If, I unlike yeah. other unlike other just blind hopes, I think this is a situation of the changing of the guard may signal stuff. I think yeah. Zaslav will probably be aware of fans' desire, and also I go back to evidence as the jury will see <laughs> Exhibit A in in David Zaslav's first interview after Discovery was announced to be merging with Warner or acquiring Warner. He said, they've got this great vast catalog of IP with characters such as Superman. The first name he said was Superman. Zazimus is a Superman fan confirmed. Henry Cavill returned confirmed. It's going to happen in 2023. He's going to be announced to come back. Obviously, we're not going to get a movie in 2023 because that's not how movies work. <laughs> but it's not. I'm also what? I'm also still not convinced that he doesn't show up in the flash at some point. Now, I've heard some. I agree bonkers rumors out there that i gotta hope are not true from some of the stuff that i've heard and you know it's from reddit so you know only the most reliable of sources there uh i think henry cavill will come back um okay now more than ever it's just a matter of the other dc stuff i i just want a good shepherd i just want to i don't need a foggy i just need at least one person in the room to go hey we should map things out. That's not Matt Reeves because Matt Reeves is the only one that seems to have a clue right now. You know who yeah. else doesn't have a clue right now? Robert Downey Jr. And I, I love RDJ, but I think he's a little confused here because it's been announced that he and his wife and their production company will be producing two spin-off series for HBO Max revolving around the world of Sherlock Holmes, to which I'm going, gosh, if this was 10 years ago, I'd be super excited right now because (laughs) there's one Moriarty-sized elephant in the room here, um, Robert. You're the reason we don't have Sherlock Holmes 3, dude! How can you say (laughs) we're developing two spinoff series when you're the reason we don't have a third movie? I get that you've been super busy with Marvel. But the last movie came out in 2011. It has been over 11 years since the last RDJ Sherlock Holmes movie. Which, don't get me wrong, I love the first one. And I tolerate the second one. It's not a mystery. It's it's, <laughs> it's not a mystery movie at all. It's just, a, <laughs> yeah. it's just an action movie with one good sequence in the woods. And I kind of botched Sherlock's death. It was kind of weirdly done. I would be excited about this. If there wasn't two factors here, one, it's been a decade since we've had any movement on this. And also, 
we've had directors come on and drop out of a Sherlock Holmes 3 over and over again. I thought Dexter Fletcher was supposed to direct mm-hmm. Sherlock Holmes 3, and then I think he left to do some biopic instead. And two, I don't know where you go because my immediate thought for where a Sherlock Holmes spinoff TV show on HBO Max would go, those characters are already dead. My mind immediately goes to Rachel McAdams' character, Irene Adler, died in the second movie, or an origin story for Moriarty and the rise of Moriarty. He's dead too! Like, we don't... This is coming from me, a diehard Sherlock Holmes fan. I have seen every episode of Sherlock repeatedly, except season four. Season four does not exist in my brain. We, we, <laughs> we don't acknowledge season four. It ended after season two, which is the best season of television ever oh, created. Absolutely. And then nothing happened after season two. Sherlock came back to life, but we don't know how. And nothing happened after season two. Love Sherlock. I love Sherlock Holmes. I'll watch anything with Sherlock Holmes in it, except for Holmes and Watson with Will Ferrell. Screw that movie. But... It, it, I'm not excited for this. You've killed the excitement of a Sherlock Holmes fan. One, you waited too long. And two, what story are you going to tell? I don't care about Watson going to med school or heaven forbid. If you show his wife again, who was the biggest dead weight in those movies. God, I hated that character. (laughs) Clearly, I get fired up about these. Tell me how you really feel, Dane. (laughs) It's a decade too late. What? I I agree, though. It's it's. It is a deck definitely feels like a decade too late. Uh, it, the spinoff was like, uh, this feels like Alona Holmes all trying to happen again. I'm not a fan of that. I, I would be interested to see how they could adapt. I don't know, like that. What is it? The Hound of uh, Baskerville? Uh, Baskerville. There it is. I know it started with a B. I just couldn't remember. Um, that could be interesting. But like, again, like you said, all of the characters involved are uh mm, preoccupied in some sort of way <laughs> so like i just i don't know dude it's it's like he like after doolittle fails he just doesn't uh. know what to do which is it's it, it's bad because i don't want to like he does little not, besides the mcu which is unfortunate but because like i i don't from the little clips that i've seen he's not necessarily the issue with that film but at the same time it's like so you're going to go back to your quote-unquote tried and trues that you've neglected for over a decade? Like, I just, that's fine. Sure, uh, let's go, bro. I mean, I, I guess if if we had more information as as opposed to, like, like about what the series are going to be about, I think we could talk more about, like, okay, well, I can see where we're going, or, hey, no, that's a bad idea. But they're just like, no, yeah, two, two not just one, but two Sherlock Holmes two spinoff series for hbo max which is like okay cool so they're gonna what are we gonna do like a six episode quote-unquote event like all right sure whatever which is my only nitpick on on uh moon knight is like so is this not existent in the canonical timeline okay whatever um but yeah no i just it's fine sure whatever um we'll see what happens um i does this also mean that robert downey's returning as sherlock so he's going to produce his own content. I, we don't know th- if he's coming back yet. We just know he and his wife are producing, but we don't know if he's coming back. I'm just going. That's so weird. My, my guess is that they are still 
quote unquote working on the third one and then this will be spun out of people that we meet in the third one is something i think i read i'm going that's hugely putting the cart before the horse we don't even have a sherlock holmes 3 script done yet let alone a movie of it to be spun out um which annoys me because the idea that i've had forever and i think which it would write itself as a movie is all right we already killed off moriarty in the second one We've taken a break long for a while. Maybe Sherlock Holmes is in retirement. When for a third movie, we get Sherlock Holmes versus Jack the Ripper. The greatest unsolved crime in all of London history meets the greatest detective in fictional history. Like, that's that's just a great pairing right there. That that sells itself. My worry is they'll be like, you know, Inspector Lestrade, the bumbling idiot cop. We got a spinoff for him because Robert Downey Jr. Because Sherlock loves to make fun of him. So we'll give him a show where he's a bumbling detective. We saw Wellington Paranormal. Y'all like that. We're going to have our own version of that. I'm like, that, no, no. But like, even like something like, as much as I love Watson, I can see HBO being like, all right, let's give Watson his own show. Everybody loves Watson. I'm like, no, that's. That's not the point of the dynamic. He's like, ah, uh, it just doesn't. I, I, I don't know. I don't know how to de- to feel to feel about this. Um, it is Warner, so like, maybe there'll be some good brain behind it, but like, I doubt it. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. So speaking of a little unexpected news, uh, y'all like Spy Kids? That's still in your in your. Nostalgia is that is it now the time to cash in on nostalgia points for the Spy Kids property? Well, apparently Netflix thinks so as they're rebooting Spy Kids, but with the original director Robert Rodriguez returning to direct. Uh, that's kind of weird to me that you're rebooting a property but keeping the original guy. That's it's not quite the same, but it's like you're selling a house and you're selling it back to its original owner. Like you bought a house and then you're going to sell it back to the original owner who's going to do stuff to it. Like, <laughs> like, like, the bank took the house, and so now the families finally got the money to buy their house back. Yeah. Like, <laughs> ooh, ah, ooh, I don't like that. That feels grubby. I don't like that. But, like, <laughs> Robert Rodriguez, I think, did the first three, maybe even the fourth one, too, that no one ever remembers. Um, There's a fourth? Yeah, with without Alexa Vega and Junie. I don't. No, so it's not. So it's not Spy Kids. So we don't care. No, they're in it. I think as adults, which, I mean, they're old enough now. I was just about to go there. If this movie is instead of Carlo Gugino oh, and Nintendo Banderas, we have oh. adult versions of uh, Carmen and Juni, whose own kids are becoming the Spy Kids, then you might get me more interested. Bring back Steve Buscemi, and I'm all on board, man. You get that great dialogue, like, you think God sits up in heaven because he's afraid of what he created? I'm going, where are you going with this Spy Kids 2? God, like, and that was, to me, that's why you bring Robert back. Because that, like, that is like a very, very oddly specific charm that Robert brings to these films. They're made for two dollars and in his garage. Like, maybe this yeah. time he can afford with Netflix money. He can afford an actual production company. <laughs> I don't think it matters if he can afford it or not. He's still gonna shoot it in his garage on a camcorder. Uh, like, I just, I, 
okay, this is Netflix, right? So <laughs> I'll believe it when I see it. I like, I just, they are, this is in comparison to the other products uh, like Redwall, like Magic Treehouse. Um, Narnia. Narnia. Like this actually has a director attached to it. So that's cool. And that actually gives it a little bit more validity of like, okay, so this could actually happen. Because before, Netflix kind of still is in this train, this uh, just this kind of groove of announcing stuff and like, hey, we acquired this property, guys, uh, and then doing nothing with it. So it's like, all right, fine, whatever. But with Spy Kids, yeah, if I if I get to to have Carmen on my screen again, I, you know, I was. I'm is okay she still that. married to that what's it from Big Time Rush? She's, no, she's not married. There's no way. No, she's it's not herself. Big Time Rush. She's... No, 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 no. She's no, it is Big Time Rush. She's married to that guy from Big Time Rush. No, no, has no, a no. Couple she's, kids. she's she's single and she's waiting for to meet me. Uh uh-huh. obviously. Uh <laughs> uh brain blast. Oh, dude. No, just just throw out the entire spy kids concept. Throw Carmen out, throw Junie out. It's a machete spin-off. Another one, I it's, mean. Oh, it's no, another machete oh, spinoff, oh, no, 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 and it's just no, no, Danny Trejo reading the phone book. I don't care. Oh it's gosh. Danny Trejo, and I'm no. interested. I got it. Are you ready? So it is. So we come in with a ten episode season, and the the first episode where we meet Machete and we go about his adventures with Carmen and Junie's parents, leading up to, and he just kind of like does his own thing for a bit. And then the last episode is when they show up at his house uh, in the first movie. Like, oh, like, let's go. Like, let, let's see, like, see what it was doing with the, with his life before before the first movie. I'd be I'd be okay with that. Although he would actually, you know what? No, he wouldn't look older. Older. He looks exactly the same. It's he really Day, does. He doesn't, he doesn't age. No, he like <laughs> he was born old looking and just kind of stayed that way, like Morgan Freeman and Sam Cassell. My <laughs> only concern is. I, because it's how Netflix kind of works, they're very much chasing trends. And I worry after his brief directorial stint on The Mandalorian Season 2 and after The Book of Boba Fett, I think they're like, oh, just like Zoolander. Oh, Robert Rodriguez, he's so hot right now. Like, we (laughs) we need to get him back for Spy Kids. Yeah. The rights are available? (laughs) Let's do it. Oh, he's so hot right now. I I worry that's the mindset of like, oh, Robert Rodriguez is mainstream again? Sign that man up. Like you didn't want to do it when Shark Boy and Lava Girls rights were for sale. Avengers level crossover right there. Spy Kids Dude. crossover with Shark Boy and Lava Girl. And because it's such a big event, it's gonna be a thirty dollar budget. <laughs> I okay, like, but like I would love to see a uh uh Corridor a Crew Shark episode Boy. with Robert no, Rodriguez. Shark- no, 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 I got you, I got you. I could do a Shark Boy Lava Girl movie. And it, but it's like it's like Bojack Horseman, where like Shark Boy is like depressed and stuff because you know you say bring the back world Taylor Lautner, who's just like my career went yes, nowhere. Exactly, do like with Taylor, and so it's like this whole like metaphor on his career. And <laughs> God, I, I I don't hate Taylor. I promise. I promise. I don't hate Taylor. Speaking of Robert Rodriguez, one of the shows he recently had a part of was Mandalorian season two, when he. Had that great episode where he reintroduced Boba Fett, and then he did nothing else with Boba Fett ever again. We don't yep. talk about anything else that he's ever done with Boba Fett. But speaking of Mandalorian, season three has just wrapped filming, to which I'm just going, oh, 
didn't realize they started filming. That's the nice thing about them filming with the volume, that big indoor mm -hmm. screen projectors. Everything's inside, you just never know. They can keep secrets well. I didn't even know this was filming. I knew we talked about Christopher Lloyd being cast, primarily just because I wanted the man and the DeLorean joke that comes with that. Um, <laughs> but they're done. I'm... <laughs> So that makes kinda, you, huh? it really makes me wonder how long Christopher Lloyd has actually been um, already cast. And like, so they just, maybe that was like a leak on accident or something, which would be so like, that's he's just hanging it, around catering one day. He's like, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's been a writer on, on the first two without anybody knowing. No, I don't, it, it I'm excited. Yeah. Like it, it's like you said, I had no idea that they had started filming. Uh, I guess technically we should have known, given those two episodes in, in Book of Boba Fett. But uh, <laughs> it's going to be interesting how they get around that. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens, my dude. So I think this gives us time to talk about, like, what do we think will happen with season three? Because yeah. if I had to, I'll, I'll make my one big, bold prediction with season three. I don't think he'll officially be there. But by the end of season three, I think the stage will be set for the fantastic return or better yet the grand return of one admiral thrawn i think from day one when dave filoni and john favreau have been making the mandalorian i think they approach the mandalorian just like iron man a generic dude in a suit of armor that's not well liked that goes under an arc but in doing so expands and creates this gigantic universe i think they're branching a whole bunch of stories out of the mandalorian Mm -hmm. And we know the Ahsoka series is coming. And there's yeah. been rumors for a while that the show will revolve around Ahsoka trying to find Ezra. Well, if you try and find Ezra Bridger, he was lost, last seen shooting off into space with Grand Admiral Thrawn. So when the Republic falls at the end of Return of the Jedi, the beautiful blue man himself is still out there somewhere. And I know a lot of fans were hoping for Thrawn to be the main villain in the sequel trilogy. I would not be surprised at all if Filoni and Favreau will try and go back to that of yeah, try and give fans what they want. We've already seen more than I had ever thought we'd see of Luke, a young Luke after Return. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing more and more of the groundwork being laid for a Grand Admiral Thrawn appearance or just... Grand Admiral Thrawn is a surprise character. Like, instead of the season two finale when we get a surprise Luke, end of season three, I don't know what the mission would be. They successfully go see a star cruiser, and we just see a man with his arms behind his back. Don't even see his face, but we see the black slicked back hair with blue eye, with blue skin. Get to close up. Of man with his eyes closed opens them to reveal the red eyes. Wait, is it red eyes? Yes, it is. Red eyes. Blue skin, red eyes. Of Grand Admiral Thrawn, the next big bad in the Star Wars universe. Mark my words. I yeah. So this has been my my issue now with what they've done in uh, Book of Boba Fett. Uh, outside of a lot of stuff, ha in one issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a lot of issues with Book of Boba Fett, but it, it one of my issues was giving baby Grogu back to the to Mando. Um, because at the end of season two, I will admit 
I breathed a sigh of sigh of relief. I was like, cool, now we can move on to whatever other adventures are going. Now we can move on from this Grogu stuff. Not that I didn't, I love season one and two, fantastic. But having two whole seasons dedicated to one story arc, uh, it did to me get a little exhausting. So I was looking forward to doing something new. And I guess technically we still would be getting something new grow they're just trying not they don't need to get grogu back to the jedi i i don't know man i i, I think thrawn is the, our best option i think the only reason they gave grogu back to mando is so that they didn't have to insinuate that he dies in, in the temple when kylo goes crazy um yeah although don't get me wrong i love seeing all those memes of like of kylo calling up baby yoda and going hey grogu i kind of like you you probably shouldn't come to school tomorrow okay man <laughs> Have a nice night. And like takes Grogu's name off his hit list. I'm like, yeah. that, those are good memes. I'll They're give them fantastic that. memes. But I, like, it just, to me, that like, that's just an unfortunate, like, insinuation. Like, you can't alter an entire, entire story just because you're like, well, we don't want to insinuate that uh, so this this character dies like that. That's terrible. Death is what? terrible. We don't want this, to insinuate and in, st in something in Star Wars, so we just retcon the entire freaking movie. Hmm. Yeah. Where have we heard weird. that before? That's so um, weird. Throwing the Thrawn thing out, mm -hmm. I would not be surprised if we see other characters besides Luke. I don't know if we'll see a Han or a Leia, but maybe a Wedge Antilles or an Admiral Akbar. Or uh, a gonk well, droid. I don't know. Um, the actor that played no, Admiral Akbar, I, I know, is has passed away. But also, I'm pretty sure Akbar's dead. Akbar died in Last Jedi. That's a yeah. Oh no, yeah, because this is in between. That's right. My Josh bad. knows do, timelines. I don't. I don't like. I'm not even gonna pretend like I'm good at timelines. Um, this is set I, in yeah. the Old Republic. Yeah. Um. Let. We'll see. I, it would be cool. Oh, geez. I feel terrible. Um, Ezra's master in Rebels. Kanan. Kanan. It would be cool if we got a, a live action Kanan for a little bit because technically that can happen. How? Uh, he exploded. No, no. Timeline, timeline, timeline. Kanan, no, no. Kanan, spoiler alert <laughs> no. for Rebels. Kanan freaking exploded. Like, no. there is nothing <laughs> left of poor, of poor Freddie Prince Jr. The man went kaboomy, but thankfully right. he had one of the most emotionally gut-wrenching scenes in all of Star Wars when right before he could die, he dies, he can finally see the love of his life one more time because he got blinded, but the Force let him yeah. see and just going, I wasn't ready to feel and I heard, <laughs> what about Zeb? Ooh. Uh, oh, Mando versus Zeb, and then they end up becoming or friends. Even, don't, um, don't say Sabine, I don't care. You could do Sabine though. I don't. Care. What it, or 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 Chopper? No, uh, yeah, no. I would I, actually I would pop for Chopper hardcore. But what if like Chopper. the final? <laughs> screw you, Chopper's great. Um, what if the final scene is is the kind of scene that you're talking about with Ron? But it's a little boy meditating, or or a grown man at this point actually, meditating on top of a space whale, <laughs> and that's our introduction to to Ezra. 
Because that's how that's what that okay. Yes, you skimmed I know. over that. You skim over skimmed over that on purpose, and I did not appreciate it because it's my favorite part of how it goes. He like looked because... comes on those space whales and he's like, let's get some damage, buddies. Because as like, a God. Jedi, Ezra has some of the weirdest power set. Yes. Of like he's kind of weak <laughs> in terms of doing the normal basic Jedi stuff. But if you need any special magical animal horse whisper stuff as this your guy like he kind of sucks with the lightsaber but if you need to figure out what's wrong with your whale he's your guy like if you ezra should have crossed over with star trek 6 the voyage home when they're sending all the space whales out or is that the fourth one either way ezra should have helped the star trek space whales that's that's gonna break nerds' minds we're gonna sit here and be like yes so the great thing about uh you know grand admiral thrawn is that he plans for everything he understands cultures except for whales for everything but he didn't plan for for hyperspace whales (laughs) like (laughs) <laughs> oh man you I should just, have like, known yeah, you excited. never should have bartered with a jedi when space whales are on the line, <laughs> <On> the line. <laughs> anyway uh yeah we don't quote Br- princess bride around here all the time um normally actually, actually we don't <laughs> we don't uh i actually quote the uh what the line from billy crystal when he, when everybody's leaving the cabin i'm your See wife guys. <laughs> have fun storming the castle you think they'll make it not a chance bye like it's literally a running gag between my mom right now and i it's the best uh i'm excited for season three why not you know like give me more mando and less boba fett uh would never thought i'd say that jeez <laughs> well as per usual this week's episode is sponsored by t public it's where you can get both shirts that josh and i are wearing tonight it's <laughs> the uncharted media logo the old logo as you can see we got a new logo i'm still in the process of switching everything else over uh we've got a whole bunch of uh designs hoodies shirts notebooks stickers whatever your heart desires with uncharted media stuff on it go check it out support the podcast as always subscribe to us wherever you're getting your podcast or if you haven't already subscribed to us on youtube get us to 700 subscribers that's our goal for the end of the year share us with some of your movie friends now commercials out of the way let's talk bad um this list was hard because as josh and i talked about since we did five good things, which is like the first thing video related that Josh and I did together, we've kind of approached bad movies differently of like, we at least try and find the positives and stuff like, sorry guys, Batman and Rob is not on my list today because from a production design standpoint, it's great from a, as much as y'all don't want to acknowledge it, from a looking at the source material, it's a pretty good movie in terms of the Heart of Ice storyline, which introduced Mr. Freeze's new backstory, had only just come out four years ago. They adopted mm-hmm. that. They adopted the brand spanking new Nightwing costume, whether they intended to or not. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a very good homage to the 60s Batman. But it's like it's that kind of mindset of approaching things from not as critical perspective. Some movies are just going to suck regardless, but you try and find the positives. Other times, there's movies that people love, but because I'm just a nitpicking guy that likes very specific things i still managed to rage out about them some movies just are boring and suck mm-hmm. so we're not going to talk about like some of the iconic ones that we have not seen to be qualified today you have to have seen the movie didn't mean you have to see them in theater so you just have to have seen them also i tried to get a good balance but a lot of these are newer movies probably just because well, i don't yeah. seek out old bad movies i probably should yeah. though yeah, I, like I have 
one from geez, I want to say the early seventies. I think I'd have to look that up, but yeah, but like uh, mostly for the like the past couple decades. Uh, on, but that's just a, a sign of our age, unfortunately. And yeah, I, I this was harder than I thought because I, like you said, like I just genuinely have come from a place where, like, okay, no matter what happens in this film, I'm do the best I can to actually enjoy it. Um, and that there's a lot of stuff and a lot of movies will help you enjoy things. Um, that being said, I think there's still some unforgivable things oh, <laughs> that yeah. you can, that some movies. So like I, the happening is not on here No, because I, I there, that's the a great concept, comedy. It is. <laughs> 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 but the, the, the idea that nature itself is attacking everybody is pretty in interesting. And for the most part, he pulls it off. But yeah, also, also, I feel like I don't even know if Josh remembers this, but when we did our five good things about the happening, we think yes. we might've actually figured out the movie where no one else has. Maybe the reason the acting is so bad is everyone's already infected by <laughs> the plants in the trees. And that's why everyone is so not acting human there because everyone's already still wooden and just acting bizarre, which is a symptom of what happens when they get infected by. Mm -hmm. We'll just call it allergy season because that's yeah. more or less what it is in the movie. So we're just like, wait, maybe that was an intentional choice to have these bad acting. But then again. Shyamalan does have bad scripts usually. Um, yeah. But yeah, it can't be anything we ironically love, like The Happening, Wicker Man. Like, this has to be pure hatred. Drive so, Angry. Drive Angry is a masterpiece. That's a oh, movie. I love awesome. that movie so that much. Being, that being said, I do have a Nicolas Cage category amongst the four okay. categories that I have. I've got Nicolas okay. Cage movies, horror, just generic action movies, slash, couldn't fit them in any other category, and superhero movies. Some okay. of these are going to be surprising. Some of these are not. Um, okay. Yeah, where, do we, where do we go first, Josh? Let's go horror. Let's just knock horror out of the way. Jeepers Creepers 3 sucks I, so bad. So, it is so bad. Did you end up <laughs> seeing this so, movie? Yes, I did. And like, I was like, oh, that's the cool stuff you, could, you did with the truck. That's fun. Doesn't like bring up any questions at all about the series. But yeah, okay, cool. Uh, and I think the the... I was... I didn't hate it until the end. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh, that's what we're implying. Oh, okay, cool, whatever. Yeah. They, see, I hated the movie, but then I loathed the movie when I get to the end because forever, Josh and I love the first one. It's great. The second one exists. Um, knowing what we know now about the director, the second one makes a lot more sense, unfortunately. Um but when we yep. heard this third one was coming out, it's like, oh, cool. It's got to be about the sister. The sister that's alive, she's going to go after the creeper for vengeance against Justin Long. A weird sentence. Didn't happen in the third one. But the third one ends with the sister going, all right, now I'm fed up and I'm going to go after him going, that's what this movie should have been. What the <laughs> heck? And then they go, plot twist. Jeepers yeah. Creepers 3 is secretly set between the first and the second one. I'm going, I am so confused right now. And the only reason I knew, and the only reason the movie tells you it's set between the first and the second one, is the third one ends with the school bus. Which, honestly, was the only detail I remembered about Jeepers Creepers 2. Was yeah. Most of this movie takes place on a bus with random creepy shots of teenage boys. Uh, it's has not aged well, knowing what we no, know now about the, 
about the director. Um, the third one makes the cardinal sin of at least the first two Jeepers Creepers knew. You know when a horror movie works best? When it's in the freaking nighttime! When it is nah. dark! Why is Jeepers Creepers 3 spending so much time in the <laughs> daytime with like all the lighting so you can see all the perfect imperfections in the costume design and the makeup and everything else? The guy that plays the creeper, given 150%. He's great. I don't think he knows that it's a bad movie. He's just working his butt off in this movie. He's doing a great job. Why do you film on the daytime? It's the same issue. Uh, see, I was about to say, it's the same issue with the new Texas Chainsaw, but to be fair, most of the Texas Chainsaw movies take place during the day, too, because of the blistering Texas heat. That makes sense. Chamber Creepers 3, why? What? Why are you in the daytime? What, why are you like this? Why you do this? Why you do stupid stuff? <laughs> Like why is his why is his truck booby trapped on the inside? That literally makes no sense. How does he get in and out of his truck without it being a total process? Like get out! No, 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 I can't. I don't want to talk about this. The monster and the the monster and the and his car were the only cool things about it. The rest of the movie was so awful because I remember being so hyped for it. I wasn't at all deterred when I saw that it was going direct to DVD. I should have been at that moment. Yeah, but I remember watching it going, all right, cool. I'm so excited for this. I have such an emotional attachment to it that I'm going to do a movie review of it when it comes out. It's still one of my favorite thumbnails because it was just the picture and it's just me with my hands in my face and going, nope, screw it. This is a five good things video. Not a movie review. Screw this movie. I hate it so, so much. Um, next up. One of Josh's all-time favorite franchises. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Friday the 13th. <sighs> okay, so... Josh so, knows where I'm going oh, with this. Oh, 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 yeah, okay. Jason goes to hell. Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Plot twist on you there. But anybody that knows Friday the 13th franchise knows God, Jason goes to hell is a movie that exists and was made. Like... People, I think people have come around to Jason X of like, okay, it's just a fun, dumb movie. Like Halloween Resurrection. I will never hate either of those movies just because they're just stupid fun. Jason goes to hell on the other hand. Jason gets blown up in the first five minutes and hits literally his ghost inhabiting other random human people throughout the rest of the movie. And you've got like the coroner like eating a heart at one point and jason can only be killed by with a stake by a family member and i'm going how is this hockey mask wearing killer in in a camp like the only good thing about jason goes to hell is when you see the mask at the end be grabbed by the freddy krueger gloved hand it only took like a decade plus for that movie to actually come to fruition they made that post-credit scene without anybody knowing whether or not the movie would actually happen Jason Goes to Hell is so bad. I almost put um, Jason Goes to Manhattan. Jason Takes Manhattan. But Jason Goes to Hell is so much worse. Like, Jason Goes to Manhattan sounds like a, like a rom-com. Jason Goes to Manhattan? Spoiler alert. 80% of that movie takes place on a boat. Not actually in Manhattan because they're too broke to actually film in Manhattan. Fair enough. Although, uh, although, oh, Jason, Jason Takes Manhattan has one of the best kills of all time when he literally just uppercuts somebody's head off like an Immortal Kombat game. Get and it, out. And it rolls into a trash can and you're just like, 
two points. That's cool. <laughs> Get out of here. All right. My only, I only have, well, I only have one that is categorized as a horror film. Please tell me it's the same as my last one. Probably not. Uh, my, and it's unfortunately was my first interaction with the horror genre. I don't know. If, have you ever seen Drag Me to Hell? <laughs> oh, you mean Drag Me to Hell by Multiverse of Madness director Sam Raimi. Oh my gosh, dude. I... <sighs> okay, at one point... So, okay, this girl gets, you know, haunted haunted cursed she gets cursed by and like this demon coming after her blah 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 and she's told that the only way to to get rid of it is somebody has to die and and she's like oh okay cool so i'll find this random stray cat and try to kill it in my stead so that i don't die so when that doesn't work this is the culminating the culminating moment for me in which i was like Wait, how do no, you this not me- kill a cat like is the cat like overpowered no 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 is no, no. she kills it she oh, kills okay. it oh, okay. up on I screen thought, i thought what you were saying is she was she just like couldn't kill the cat like it was like teakle no, 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 cat no, no, and no, like no, no. the cat like beat her up in a fight or something preventing her no from killing. no okay. it gets worse it gets worse <laughs> so on screen you hear the crack of the neck because we're not talking like a full-grown cat we are legit talking like a kitten okay she kills a kitten it, mm, mm. first of all already have issues okay already have issues uh then later in the movie when that doesn't work for I don't know. That's not a person. So technically that wouldn't even count. Even if you were going by the rules set by the curse. Okay. Whatever. Um, Later in the movie, they do a seance so that they, and they summon the demon into somebody's body so that they can have a conversation with it to try to convince it to leave her alone. First of all, again, already having issues, stupid. The person then starts floating because it's, you know, it's demon guy. Like, ah, like, but we're not talking like a few feet. We're talking like he's 15 feet off the ground floating. And he go at the end of the conversation, he goes, take your cat back and be, and then spits the fully alive cat out of its mouth at her. <laughs> this is not a B movie, bro. This is a movie that was released. It's a C movie. See for cat. Like, oh my gosh. So the movie ends, right, with her having, I think I barely remember, she kills somebody. Okay. She takes somebody else's life. But doesn't she like get sucked into train tracks or something? And assumes that the curse is over. And there's this air of like, all right, cool, we can chill now. Fine. Um, and then the the guy like turns around and turns back, and she's being dragged to hell. And it was like but that just what the title is called drag me to hell i'm not surprised i'm not surprised it's but like also the like... movie called john dies at the end i yeah. think i know what's gonna happen in that movie <laughs> the thing was like it wasn't like oh yeah well duh of course she gets dragged 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 to hell it was also it was like but by the rules you set up for the curse she should be good 
Like this doesn't make none of this makes sense. It's mostly the cat part. Mostly the cat part. <laughs> That's why I absolutely hate this movie. I like first of all, you're gonna kill a kitten, and then you're gonna have it have the demon spit it spit it out of its mouth, fully alive. Okay, sure, whatever. Weird implications there, but sure, whatever, dude. Just like I, I loathe this movie so much to the point because. There's certain scenes that still like that like got me, got me, and I was like ah, and like so now like certain things in the world in traditional like horror fashion, certain things will happen in the world. Like oh yeah, there I remember that movie that was absolutely garbage, and that there was a small jump scare that got me. Oh man, that makes me really mad. <laughs> so my other horror movie is from a series that I hold very dear to my heart. That whenever I go back and watch all these movies. I skipped this piece of garbage. Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. Okay. Jesus. What? I was really, really scared that you were going to say how much you hated Buster Rhymes. But no, I, we've, I, I, we've had this discussion many that. times. <laughs> I see the movie as not very good, whereas Josh sees it as the Citizen Kane of horror, basically. <laughs> it's like, so funny! <laughs> I can see the flaws, but I still have fun with it, whereas Josh, like, takes it serious and has fun with it. No, <laughs> Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 is an abomination to the Halloween franchise. First of all, Michael doesn't really wear a mask. He kind of looks like if Daniel Bryan was tall, basically. He's just a wandering hobo for most of this movie. He speaks <laughs> when he tells Loomis to die. He runs at full speed, which, you know, kind of defeats the purpose of Michael Myers. Um, yeah. And also, you turn one of the most badass and heroic female protagonists in horror movie history, Laurie Strode, Basically into Sherry Moon Zombie. Like, she's just a... That, that, that's a low blow. I'm sure Sherry Moon is a lovely lady. But, God, Lori is just the worst to deal with. And also... The movie starts with basically trying to replicate Halloween 2, the original. The good one. The good Halloween 2. <laughs> with Viola Davis as a nurse. And then the whole thing just ends up being a dream sequence. And two coroners talk about wanting to do stuff with dead bodies, but then they hit a cow and run over that. And then you get Danielle Harris, the great Danielle Harris from Halloween 4 and 5, who carried the franchise for a little bit. You brutally murder her, the only likable character in the entire movie, just off her real quick. So you're stuck with whiny, annoying, drugged out, Lori, who's just the worst. Hey, at least Margot Kidder makes a cameo. Like, that's a thing in this movie. Why not? <laughs> I hate this movie so much. Every year, I will watch almost all the Halloween movies, including the first Rob Zombie's Halloween. That I can live with. Two is just Rob Zombie Unleashed, and I hate just about every second of it. It is not a Halloween movie. I haven't even dipped into the stupidness that is the weird white horse and his mom in a white gown just going. But why? 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 But why? Why? Why, Rob? Why? Thanks for doing the monsters, by the way. But why? Like, <laughs> it is like it's very interesting that like these are the movies that we're picking like because we could have done like i don't know zombievers which is fantastic never it's seen like, zombievers so oh bro 
if you need a good chuckle, check out Zombievers. The thing that does it for me in Zombievers is that all the zombie beavers are actual puppets of zombie beavers, and you can actually see the arms sometimes. Like, we're talking like hand puppets. We're not talking like hey, wires. Like, no, we're talking that is an act. That is a man with a puppet on his hand. He is on the floor attacking somebody. That is the exact, like, it's. But it's the per. But like the fact that we're like, no, 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 no. These movies that we're supposed to be taking extremely seriously are absolute garbage. <laughs> well, maybe if the movie themselves didn't take themselves seriously. Yes. You know who Correct. doesn't take himself seriously and can enjoy a little bit of life? Nicholas Cage. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. got two Nicholas Cage movies. One I saw okay. with Josh, and one I saw in theaters. Um, Josh, let's revisit the five good things gem. That is Nicolas Cage and Hayden Christensen's Outcast. Oh my god. Guys, in this movie, Nicolas Cage is like a weird warrior shaman thing with dead snakes on his wrists that are never addressed or acknowledged. You're just like, oh yeah, that's that's normal attire for a wizard. Yeah, going, that makes sense. Yeah. Is it? Is it? You have Nicolas Cage, the most over-the-top, wonderful actor of all time, and the wooden plank that is Hayden Christensen in a movie together with a plot that honestly makes no sense. At least Nicolas Cage was allowed to die in this movie so he didn't have to suffer the entire time. But God, this was, this was one of those movies that when we did a five good things on it, it almost broke us of just like, why, why do we do this? Some movies can't be saved. Like, this is beyond redemption here. Uh-huh. Well, granted, it was a direct-to-DVD movie, but Outcast is just... Oh, yeah. Why is this the thing that exists? Why, why was money paid awful. for this? Oh, absolutely. It's terrible. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't really have much to say about it because, like, it's just one of those movies that you see and go, yeah, that was a waste of my time. Absolutely a waste of my time. Like, most movies I feel even at the worst, should be like, oh, man, like, okay, that wasn't the best, but I was entertained. No, Outcast is a legitimate waste of your day. Like, and you will be thinking about it for years to come going, why was that a thing? That does, what? No. Ugh, terrible. Now, Absolutely garbage. The other Nicolas Cage movie I saw in theaters because I knew this is either actually going to end up being a good movie or it's going to be a dumpster fire that's entertaining and how much of a dumpster fire it is. Nicholas Cage is left behind. Oh my gosh. Where the poor man is just basically sitting in a cockpit for the entire movie. So basically he spent like what, maybe one or two days on a film set and was just like, all right, money, please. It has the short guy from Pirates of the Caribbean. It has Jordan Sparks and Chad Michael Murray and a, pretty sure the dude from the blind side and i'm just going why why does this thing exist and is that jordan sparks what why <laughs> jordan sparks with a gun threatening to kill somebody <laughs> american idol did not go her way um, oh my gosh dude i think the funniest thing about the film is that it's absolute garbage except for nicholas cage who was acting his butt off for no reason <laughs> Okay, also, oh like, gosh. even to the most casual person in the world, Left Behind is a very blatantly Christian book series, and the first three movies with Kirk Cameron are blatantly Christian movies. 
kind of weird to me that there's no Christian elements whatsoever to Left Behind, considering that's, like, the whole crux of why people get Left Behind in the first place, which... Left Behind is one of the first times that I could actively think of that a moment in a movie was supposed to be shocking or scary or sad, and I laughed. Like, the moment <laughs> that everyone gets, like, taken away to heaven... Like, one of the main characters is hugging their brother, and then all of a sudden, they do a weird freaking jump cut, and she's holding, like, child clothes in her <laughs> arms. I'm going, oh, no. They do, like, a strobe effect on the jump cut, and you're just like, that's the best you could come up with? Like, bro, like, it's not. It's so laughable. Also, another one just... This is super nitpicking, but I don't care at this point. It's left behind. No one cares. There's a wide shot of the house that one of the main characters lives at and the dogs on the front lawn. The shot is out of focus. How do you get a freaking wide shot out of focus? Wide shots can focus on anything. Get at least something. It's a wide shot. How is that out of focus? It really, it's just terrible. It's so bad. It's uh, there are things that like slid through there. Like they, they should not, it's kind of like how uh, cats had to have a patch for all the CGI. Like not for the there's buttholes. no reason this should have been bad. This, this, this shouldn't have been this bad guys. Come on. Release the butthole cut of cats. <laughs> no, thank you. I'm good. Do you have any Nicolas Cage movies? I actually have none. Cause all of them I can appreciate on some level, unfortunately. National Treasure 2. <laughs> I? Okay, yes, but National Treasure 2 has the drunk... Uh, <laughs> Wrong the about us! Wrong about us! <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Does the queen object to me drinking my whiskey? Like, come on, that is just so great. I'm actually it's... really amazed that you remember that line specifically. <laughs> it, it's not the only line I remember. I, like, can do all the... <laughs> ah, it's, it's good. It's a good time. I love when he sticks no, his I, hand I... in the rock. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> just like... <laughs> like, but, like, this, it's funny because I'm like, no, like, I, I appreciate... All of all Nicolas Cage films, knowing that Drive Angry has a scene where he flips the car on a highway and then keeps going. It's so dumb, but I love it so much. Um, unfortunately, there's not a lot of dumb. There's there is a level of dumb that I'm not unwi I'm not willing to accept. Uh, Your favorite movie is others? Hot Rod. Uh, yeah, but like it's. Come on, if you have two, Hot Rod is so funny. You, Get you out can't of here. Say, there's a certain level of dumb that I won't put up with. Dude. You know really? what? No, I'm going to lead really? into this. I'm going to lead into this. Are you ready? You ready? There is a level. There is a point in which I, the guy who loves stupid comedies, will go, um, excuse me, no, sir. And that moment in The Hobbit of Battle of the Five Armies was when Lord, was when Legolas was starting to jump up, falling blocks. No, sir, this is not a Mario game. Get yourself back to the original trilogy. I don't need to see you. You don't even, not even you're not even in this story. Go away. I You don't hate, even go here. You don't even go here. I absolutely hate Hobbit. Battle of the Five Armies with a burning passion, which is really sad because after the after the Hobbit two, the Desolation of Smog, holy crap! Like I was, the hot, first two Hobbit movies, uh, they're still very you know they're kid movies, obviously, 
but they're fun. They're interesting. Even though Legolas is there and he's not supposed to be, he's fine, whatever. But here, like, literally, like, it feels like Orlando Bloom was, like, throwing money at Peter. Just be like, hey, nah, let me do this. I'll pay you. Hey, let me do that. Like, get up. No, 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 no. Oh, so it, the amount of anger that I felt in the theater in that moment when Legolas is like Mario jumping up, falling bricks, I was, I was done. I was so, so angry. He treats <gasps> me perfectly. We'll just start talking about our just action movies in general. You rage with The Hobbit. I, I can live with The Hobbits. They're bad, but I can at least live with them. What I can't live with is about another movie that deals with a returning anointed king. Guy Ritchie's The Legend of King Arthur. <laughs> I knew it. I knew we were going to talk about this eventually. <laughs> oh, my God. I love Charlie Hunnam. And the trailers seemed awesome. I loved Guy Ritchie's Sherlock Holmes, as we talked about earlier. So I was like, oh, cool. He's going to do it to King Arthur. We haven't had a good King Arthur movie in a while. And we still haven't had a good King Arthur movie in a while. Because I hated this movie. I get out. I feel like when I got out of the theater, Heather and I saw it together. I feel like the one of the first things I said to Heather when we got out of the theater was, I'm sorry. That sucked. And she's just like, yeah, that was bad. Like, the final fight. It's basically a PlayStation 2 video game. I'm just going, this this doesn't seem very King Arthur to me. And also, I don't want this trend to keep going, but I feel like it's still a thing that we ish struggle with today. Don't call a movie something if the character in question doesn't become that thing until the very end. He doesn't become King Arthur and actually set up a, a Knights of the Round Table until like the very last scene as like a stinger of... Guys, just so you know, we've got five other movies planned, which they did. They had a whole King Arthur universe planned. Thank God this movie bombed or else we get a Morgana Le Fay origin story, a Lancelot romance movie. I, it's awful. Charlie Hunnam. I, it's not your fault, man. It's what's the, what's the Parks and Rec meme with Henry Winkler? Hey, I didn't do nothing. I know. I love you. You're perfect. Go off to the side. Like, that. that's Charlie Hunnam in this movie. I didn't do nothing wrong. No, you didn't. Go. You're excluded from this. Like, go on. But Jude Law? It's a weird freaking villain in this. Um, Cuts off a dude's ear. Just kind of because he can. It's not a good King Arthur movie. It wastes a perfectly good Jaiman Hansu, which is always, like, number one of cardinal rules of don't do that. Um, <laughs> it's just bad. <laughs> the cardinal rule of don't do that. Got it. Heard. I need to. Yeah. I, I'm <laughs> That's a good that one. Yeah, according that phrase. Um, <laughs> you know your movie, like, the end of your film is bad when... The ending to Quest for Camelot is does it four times better than you do, even though I I have a nostalgic and that connection. Movie's not that good movie. either. Uh, see, and the only reason that I have fond memories of that movie is because for a long time that was like one of the four movies we owned, <laughs> and so like, I watched it all the time. Have you seen the uh, theory? Have you seen the theory out there that Carrie Elwes's character isn't actually blind? 
but he's just <laughs> using his blindness as a as a tool to get people to do what he wants. I love it. Absolutely. I'm so down for it. I like there's so much see like but like the thing about Quest for Camelot is like while it is not a good movie, it's at least charming in some ways. The animation is interesting to look at. Uh, oh, you mean the animation that they stole from Beauty and the Beast? Yeah, so anyway, um, <laughs> we'll talk about uh, someone who stole content and then just did an absolute pooper on it. I have a vivid memory of seeing the trailer for Dragon Ball Evolution <laughs> and, go, <laughs> and going, God, that looks great. We're going to have a great time. And then watching the movie in the, in the theaters and legit crying because it was so bad, took its source material and, I don't know, put it through a shredder and then tried to put it back together and then was like, nah, let's eat it instead and then pooped it out and then saw the poop and was like, hey, that would make a great movie. No, it wouldn't. Shut up. Go away. Oh. So everything about it takes is wrong. Just and it's so 90s cringe and it's not even in the 90s it's in 2000 it's a movie from 2004 i i can't oh my gosh i okay i got to i'm like, like hyperventilating i got to calm down hold on <laughs> i have a confession while you calm down okay one i've never seen this movie we haven't done a five good yes. things about it yet but two for years, I only ever saw the poster, like never saw the trailer or anything. And on the poster, I was convinced that the main character that plays the main actor that plays Goku was Jackson from Hannah Montana. Yes. And, and I was still convinced <laughs> of that until I saw clips. I'm going, oh, it's oh, not no, no, no. You'll, He probably would have been better, but not by much. You'll, you'll, uh, that, that argument will have more weight to it when you see the whole film. It's ridiculous and campy and stupid. Uh, none of the characters are who they are supposed to be. Goku is, while still like he's supposed to be airheaded and stupid, um, is also insensitive and doesn't care for his friends. Bulma's there for reasons, uh, it's just, it's not good. It's not good at Don't all. Don't worry, guys. No. We had Piccolo. So, anyway. Uh, and your Kamehameha only works because he has to jump with... Get No! It's a beam! It goes up! It continues! Okay. Anyway, okay. I, so, I don't want to get into anime rant because I'll do it. But, like, this movie... I am. It was, I think, my first like real experience with something with disappointment. To, like I know, like that I paid like twenty bucks to go see a film at an AMC theater. Yeah, I saw it on opening day, Nate. I saw it on opening day. How was it twenty oh. bucks, dude? The Dolby Prime Cinemas near me, like the hot, most high end. Trust me, I look for Doctor Strange tickets. They're eighteen bucks. Like, what? What the? What jank theater are you going to, man? Like, IMAX dude, in it LA? Was not, oh, dude, it was bad. But I was like, it was one of those like I just saw it and was so upset because I had dragged my girlfriend at the time to it, and she like, well, not now I know did... she's not the girlfriend anymore. Yeah, that's a long story for another day. But it had. It's all Dragon was. Ball's fault. <laughs> yes, you know what? It wasn't me. I wasn't a toxic gaslighter in that relationship. No, it was Dragon Ball. <laughs> so I guess you could say there was no evolution to that relationship. All right. So anyway, moving on. So um... <laughs> just to balance, just to balance Josh out, 
that's Josh's epic rant movie. For oh, anybody, <laughs> anybody that has listened to the podcast for any length of time knows what my epic rant movie is. Russell Crowe's Robin Hood. All right, Josh. I'm still. I'm sure Josh still let's remembers this go. episode. <laughs> like, I I have vivid memory of us doing the five good things. And I was like, it was it was fine, and you were like, no, and here's why. <laughs> So, a refresher course on why it's bad. So, the whole premise of Robin Hood is he's a hero that defends Sherwood Forest until the one day good King Richard can come back and reclaim his throne from his evil Prince John, who that's why toilets are named Prince John. That's why all toilets are named the John. And yes, directly from Men in Tights, but so far Men in Tights is the best Robin Hood movie ever made, and it's weird to say, besides the Errol Flynn one. That's a masterpiece. King Richard dies in the first 15 minutes! There truly is no hope for Sherwood Forest, but that's okay, because Robin doesn't live in Sherwood Forest for some reason! He just lives on a farm and steals some other guy's wife, but it's okay, because his father-in-law is like, Hey, marry my daughter because you seem cool. I don't trust you, but you seem cool enough to marry my daughter. Oh, we don't steal from the rich or give to the poor. We're just gonna be dicks to everybody. I don't shoot a bow and arrow, except very sparingly. I'm going to lead a revolution. Viva la revolution against Prince John, played by Oscar Isaac, of all things, in a role that he was clearly not meant for. Um, not yet ready for prime time, in the words of SNL. They only steal from the rich one time. Worst of all, worst of all, he's not even Robin Hood. He steals the name from somebody else. He literally steals the identity of somebody else going, I am Robin Hood. I am Robin of Loxley. No, that dead guy over there who's indicative of this franchise right now, dead, that's Robin of Loxley. You just stole some guy's name, didn't act like Robin Hood, not even at the end. Like, at least in King Arthur, he becomes King Arthur with the round table by the end of it. By the end of this, he's just Russell Crowe. It's just Gladiator with a little bit of green. And it's not even the right green. It's supposed to be Lincoln Green. That's the one color that you're supposed to get right. It's Lincoln Green. They repeat it over and over again in the books. It is Lincoln Green. I don't know what costume department they were working with, but it's not right. Anyway. <laughs> In the words of Christmas Vacation, hallelujah, holy crap, where's the Tylenol? <laughs> yeah, no, I I just, I have a vivid memory of that, like, post-recording meeting we had of the five good things. And I was like, yeah, it's fine, you know, whatever. And you're like, look, I'm not going to be able to say this on the video, so I'm going to have to rant for a second. And I was like, oh, oh, oh no. <laughs> In the words oh, of Big Fat man. Liar, I got some R-rated dialogue for you, but I'm going to keep it PG. I'm going to keep it PG. That's that's my <laughs> thoughts about Robin Hood. I saw it once, and that's one too many times, and I'm going to need blood pressure medication if I ever have to see that movie again. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> on the complete opposite end of the spectrum, in terms of I wasn't raging. I just sat there with my family going, did any of us like that whatsoever which normally when a movie ends at least one of us either yeah. me my mom or my dad will just sit there and go well, that wasn't 
too bad. But no, this was the first time in history that all three of us looked at each other and goes, did any of us like this movie? DreamWorks Puss in Boots. Screw this movie. God, I hate Puss in Boots. <laughs> I was wondering so how much. Long. It's so stupid. Like, it, it, I don't have words for it. I really don't. It was back in the day when Zach Galifianakis was still a thing. He plays Humpty Dumpty, who is secretly the bad guy. I guess you could say he's cracked, maybe. But it, it, Antonio Banderas. <laughs> I love Antonio Banderas. Puss in Boots was a decent enough character. What was this? Bad. That's what it was. All The only good thing that came out of the Puss in Boots was that gif of the one cat that goes, ooh. Like, that's the only, you know exactly what gif I'm talking about. That's the only good thing that came out of Puss in Boots. I hate this movie. I'm done talking about it. Oh. oh. <laughs> All right. All right. I'll keep the theme. I'll keep the theme. So, Dang, I could do two movies on my list of this. <laughs> uh, th there's been two times that uh, my dad and I have seen a movie, and we've both been like, "What? What was that?" Um, first time, unfortunately, was the biggest disappointment for me with the Green Knight. I and I hate that this is on. Wow, yours. I thought you said you weren't going to put this on there. I'm. The more I thought about it, the more I was like, no, I have to. Uh, it, it's up there. I, I, and I think part of the reason that I hate this so much is that I was so disappointed. Because I had high expectations and I, I really wanted to like this movie. And it is absolutely gorgeous and well acted. Um, the pacing is fine. Uh, but if I'm going to have to watch a man get ejaculated on screen... I need an explanation as to why it's happening. You can't just do I mean, that there, kind there of thing. There is. He's, he's not, not worthy to the, be a knight. No, 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 no. But mm -hmm, mm, no, I. It's just not a. I. And the way the movie ends is kind of like okay, I get it, but like it's also not as satisfactory. Uh, at least to me. Um, maybe I'm stupid and I need more word to explain me, please. But uh, that's always just, a very likely scenario. I, it is, but I just for a movie that was so beautiful and well acted, like when my, my dad won't trust me anymore to take him to my little <laughs> artsy films. Like I literally, I was like, "Hey, Dad, you want to go with me to go see The Northman?" And he's like, "Is it gonna be like The Green Knight?" And I was like. I can't guarantee it. <laughs> it's going to have two naked guys fighting on top of a volcano. Is that it's something like, you're into? <laughs> I, see, that, I was like, yeah, it's going to be really cool Viking stuff. And then instantly I thought about the scene that's going to be at the end. And I was like, uh, 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 maybe he's not going to like this. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> it's sword on sword. Sword Me? on sword. <laughs> Speaking of sword on sword. Um. I have, oh, this is going somewhere. Trust me. It better the, be. The most recent movie on this list that I absolutely hate is The Power of the Dog. Um, it was nominated for uh, at the Oscars. I know you're, you're face me right now, but you know that connection is perfect. Could you have picked a better slash worse segue? <laughs> no. No, I could not have. Power of the Downward Dog. Uh, 
you know, this movie that like wants to tell you that the main character is gay, but doesn't want to come out and say it and wants kind of alludes that one of the other main characters is, is gay, but doesn't want to come out and say it wants to have you all of your characters interact in with the world that it's created in a very positive and like it looks like all right cool these are just people living their lives but then slaps really foreboding music over it giving you this really confusing sense like i don't know what i'm supposed to be feeling which is fine you know if that's one or two scenes okay cool but when it's the whole two hour runtime, no 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 and then when you have all right this guy's our main character cool 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 i love it he's kind of a prick but you know maybe he'll go through a through a, a, a like a life lesson an arc through this film no no he doesn't because the main character is actually the boy because spoiler he kills the make the guy that's in the trailer that you think that he's a, the main character it just none, none of it makes sense they allude to certain things that they never set up the entire film I, mm, 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 mm. no it's bad it's so bad i hated it i don't know then the worst part is when i finish I was like, I absolutely, I, I absolutely hate this movie, but I unfortunately can see exactly why this would be an Oscar movie. Because gosh, dang it, was it? Did it take itself too seriously? It, it was too. It was artsy in the snobby way. It was, gosh, it was so bad. I was so mad. And again, I watched it with my dad, not knowing <laughs> that there was going to be a, the, some gay themes. And like when it come, when it kind of like obviously points at the main character being gay, and my dad was like, "What?" I was like, "I, I'm not ready for this." I was not ready for this conversation, and the movie ends, and the roll, the, the credits are rolling, and my dad just goes, "Yeah, so that happened." I was like, "I don't know what to tell you, bro. I'm sorry. Do I don't do this to you on purpose." Do you need to screen your movies before you watch them with your dad? No. Now? <laughs> you just have to stick to the ones with the 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 animal figures with the animal action movies. You know what? I don't need you calling me out again on that. <laughs> okay. One that I don't feel strong hatred towards, just strong disinterest. Men in Black International. <laughs> this movie almost put me to sleep. Like, I genuinely almost fell asleep in the theater. And not just because it was those nice reclining seats. It was like a little bed. Um, But you know it's bad. When I predict the entire movie off your first trailer, and I'm not a smart person... <laughs> Usually, somebody clip that. Somebody clip that. Hold on. Somebody clip that. <laughs> somebody will, I'm sure. Eh. Yeah, because we totally have an editor that's not you. Ninety-five <laughs> percent of the work here. <laughs> but if I guess the big plot twist that, for the five people of you that might actually care, that Liam Neeson is actually the bad guy, shocker. Um, saw that coming a mile away. But everything else. It's just so bland and boring. It's almost like the actors didn't want to be there. Oh, wait, they didn't. They hired their own screenwriters to fix their own dialogue because they hated the movie so much. The director was actively trying to get himself fired from the movie. That's how you know you're watching a love winner. Love that. Like, love that. Jeez. I love Rebecca Ferguson. She's great in The Greatest Showman and the Mission Impossible movies and Dr. Sleep. Completely wasted in here. It's just a multi-armed villain. You ruined Chris 
Hemsworth, almost said Chris Evans. All the Chris's are just generic, good-looking white guys. They kind of blend together after a while. They're all one Chris. They're all yep. Chris Go. I don't know. It's you wasted um, Valkyrie, uh, Tessa Thompson. Mm-hmm. It's not just, it's not like the worst movie in the world. But God, it's boring. Also, I'm just thinking back to previous Man of Black movies, and I almost completely forgot Johnny Knoxville was in one of them at one point. He's in the second one, which, if you would have told me that Johnny Knoxville would have had the most fun match at WrestleMania this year, I would not have believed you. But, dude, Johnny Knoxville and the Jackass crew versus Sami Zayn is what I live for. (laughs) Seeing Wee Man actually pick up and body slam Sami Zayn, good stuff. I'm sure um, Jim Cornette just loved every second of that match. (laughs) Well, Good old Jimmy doesn't like a lot of wrestling. Um, I have two more like non superhero ones, and then I got three um, uh, uh, superhero. Ones. Uh, yep, I got three superheroes and three actions. So, all right, let's uh, let's talk about one that's probably uh, going to be universal for you and I, um, and it's for the most part universal for the world. Uh, Catwoman is an absolutely that's a superhero terrible- movie. So anyway, Scarface is an absolutely terrible movie. And okay, is on John Mulaney. No, I no 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 no. You don't understand. Yes, I John Mulaney. <laughs> I hated this movie, and then John Mulaney gave me the power to say something <laughs> about it. <laughs> for, for all that don't know what I'm talking about here, John Mulaney is one of my favorite stand-up comedians. He's great, but he's got this great bit about like I hate Scarface. I don't understand why it's so popular. And he's just like, worst of all, I hate when people lump it together with better movies. Like, you know, I like movies like The Godfather and Scarface. He's like saying, oh, yeah, some of my favorite foods are salmon and Skittles. Like, <laughs> I agree. And like some of the guys that <laughs> like <laughs> some of the boys that I uh, I'm going to group chat with that i used to wrestle with and then uh they love this movie and it is a routine running gag because i refuse to find anything good about scarface and they refuse to find anything good about star wars because they're stupid gang yeah i know i know i know uh but we'll forgive them for this but god scarface is not good they do okay cool 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 cool. so they already know about josh's trash opinions Oh, yeah. I'm, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. But Scarface, the worst part is it's been a long time since I've seen it. And I did promise them that I was going to rewatch it. And I haven't yet. So, but you have a movie that whose character is a, in large quotation marks, an anti-hero. No, he's a terrible person the entire film. And don't and you just trying to explain away his actions just shows how toxic you are. Because he is not a good person, and this is not a guy you should be cheering for. And to me, and you know this about me, if I can't get behind your main character in any sort of way emotionally. There's no point for me to be in this film. Y'all, and watching Josh him- still has a hatred for the original Karate Kid because, to be fair, Daniel is just the worst. He's terrible. <laughs> he is bad, and I understand. But, like, 
and I, I, I've eased off the Karate Kid uh, gas a little bit just because Cobra Kai uh, fixed him. Cobra, Cobra Kai is a thing, and even though I haven't taken the time to watch it, I understand what they've done, and I will allow it. But that doesn't change the fact that your main character in Scarface is like, hi, yes, I run a Coke business, but I also am a terrible person. <laughs> like, no, like when he's like, when everybody's coming for him and he's like, nah, like this is my last stand. Like I, I want him to die. I want him to get, to, to get him killed. Cause he's not, ugh. I just, I have a big issue with trying to cheer for characters that are, not they're absolute trash bags i just whatever i don't want to talk about scrapers anymore because it's just, he, he, it just right. irritates the crap out of me i'm so i get so annoyed with it let's talk there's two 2019 movies that i was just like wow these both suck well we'll save the one that y'all know about for a second but rambo last blood <laughs> why did this get made god this is trash like you expect with a rambo like big bloody action that's the last 10 minutes of this movie it's like when it chooses to be it's a violent rambo movie but in terms of like the actual violence it's probably the least violent rambo movie because like you want to see rambo as a rancher he's just doing horse stuff <laughs> no why not like <laughs> I just it, it's so bad it's so boring i i think i did almost fall asleep at one point like this is not what we sign up for a rambo movie we we come for the ptsd trauma with some political commentary but a lot of brutal violence it has this heavy-handed message about the mexican drug cartel which i'm like okay okay sure <laughs> It would have been better if Rambo died at the end. Would have saved us a lot of trouble for the next movie. If there is going to be a next movie. I hope to God there's not a next movie. Because that's the frustrating thing is. The last Rambo movie in 2008. Just called Rambo. That's my favorite entire franchise. That movie's awesome. It's violent and brutal. And he basically cuts a guy in half with a machine gun. It's fantastic. He's got little explosives on the tip of his arrow. That's that's cool. Like that's that's violence is fun. Somebody clip that one. Um, <laughs> Rambo Last Blood it's uncomfortable boring violence like it, it's not even cool like characters die in this that are supposed to have emotional weight to him just going I feel nothing you are nothing characters I would rather watch the first Purge movie than you and that's saying something because that's not particularly great either however the movie that got my blood pressure the most boiling in 2019 that isn't a Jurassic Park movie Fantastic Beast: The Crimes of Grindelwald. Jesus, <laughs> what? What is this movie? Like, it's a failure to understand basic writing principles and also basic cinematography principles. Here, let's shoot all of our character interactions like a freaking Wes Anderson movie of tight close-ups on people's faces, and but have weird dialogue and just word vomit exposition because we can't be bothered to show and not just tell we have to explain everyone's three-page wikipedia page when we're introducing people oh you're confused by this plot because it's a character that you've never met or been introduced before too bad next oh new storyline uh, um johnny depp's in this nope no he's not not anymore he's not uh you having fun yet we're exploring new worlds in the wizarding world 
uh, 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 Whiplash? Oh, yeah, he's gonna be introduced in the next movie. No, no, I have Whiplash. What what are you doing to me? Oh, you don't like where we're going with? We're gonna have Queenie turn to the dark side now. But but doesn't that kind of go against her entire story arc? Nah, man, story arcs don't mean jack in this movie. Like, there's no story <laughs> arcs. There's no sense of direction. We just go from place to place. There, there's no logic or any reason whatsoever in the Crimson Grindelwald. It's just bad. I hate it. And I won't be seeing the next one for a variety of reasons, but number one, the last one sucked! This franchise needs to die! Yes, they deserve to die! <laughs> Much like the kid that Grindelwald kills on screen. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> uh yeah, no, it is, it's bad. Uh, the, I personally don't hate it only for that opening, like, 10, 15 minutes. It's kind of, that when, when he's escaping the prison, like, that's, it's pretty solid, like Harry Potter shenanigans. Love it. Um, I'm surprised it's taken us this long. There are no redeeming qualities about Avatar: The Last Airbender movie. No, no, no. There, you're right. There's not one. There's five. Shameless plug for Africa. Thanks. I hate it. I hate but it. Off the top of my head, there are two redeeming qualities about Last okay. Airbender. Okay. Sure. 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 Tell me. And it can't be the penis head. <laughs> the cinematography that gave us the penis head. The cinematography is not bad. And two, the costume design is really excellent. Of okay. like, okay. the characters, until they open their uh -huh. mouths, look mm -hmm. pretty decent. I mean, if you swapped out the nationalities. But in terms of oh, what they're oh. wearing and their aesthetic oh, yeah. of the world, yeah, the nationalities <laughs> are completely Outside wrong. That they literally gave all of the lore for for the last Airbender the giant middle finger. Uh, no, yeah, they really. It's a great. It's a great time. It's not the like Indian they took... people are the bad guys, and all <laughs> yeah, the white obviously. people are good. The white Eskimos. <laughs> Which is no, 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 no. You're reading it wrong. Okay, this is an M Night Shyamalan film. Okay, okay. So the Indians are the most powerful. That is why they are oppressive to everyone else. The the and it's not possible to have I don't know as that's not the word I want to use. Uh, 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 um, Native American actors for for your uh, water tribe people. No, no, no. We must get two white kids in, and then cast all of the extras uh, as Native American. No, 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 no. We can't do that. No, hey, hey, uh, also, again. let's make our main character... No, 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 no. I ain't finished. Let's make our main character a kid who's never acted before. It was just a karate champion, even though that doesn't translate. But sure, whatever. Also, let's pretend that we know better and, and can pronounce his name better than three seasons of television but sure whatever i oh there's i agree the cinematography is fantastic costume, costume designs design are perfect it's just the people in the costumes yes but the bending is awful the like ev ah, the action is terrible there's just okay <sighs> now let's it, let's do oof. the impossible task Let's okay. pretend that we have not seen the greatest animated kids show of all time that's not Batman animated series that is Avatar The Last Airbender and just watch it as a movie. It still fails it's terrible. because the dialogue is terrible. The delivery of said dialogue is terrible. And worst of all, you don't actually have Mark Hamill as Fire Lord Ozai. Like he isn't, <laughs> that's the biggest crime of all. Also, like 
you basically try to condense a season's worth of television into a two-hour movie of, like, when, spoiler alert, when Zuko is the blue ninja. That's a big deal in the show. That's an awesome reveal, because you never would have seen it coming. In this, they're like, well, it was a cool moment on the show, so let's put it in there. Cool. Um, thank God they didn't at least get to any of the good characters. Like, at least we didn't see Azula. No, they did tease Azula at yes, the end of this did. movie. At least they didn't have Toph, because don't mess with Toph, because she's the best. Although, I would have been really curious to see what a live-action version of Boomy would have looked like. I just picture swole Gary Busey, basically. <laughs> so, what's crazy, too, is it's not two hours. It's just about, just over an hour and a half. What? Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's 103 minutes. It's just over an hour and a half. Yes, let's try and force in Soka's love angle with <clears throat> with the moon <clears throat> princess. Let's just show oh that in when it's not God. actually relevant. Let's, let's, hey, at least Appa and Momo looked cool. But I mean, they look great. That hard, Fantastic. That's hard to mess up. But like, let's just juggle a season's worth of storylines into an hour and a half movie. Great. That, that works, right? Yeah, I can't absolutely. even give you the Simpsons gif of at least you tried, because I don't think they did. My, no, they didn't. My rule of thumb with Shyamalan is he makes good movies when two things happen. He has a low budget and he has zero expectations on him. Any expensive movie or movies where people think it's going to be good, it doesn't do well. The reason why Split and The Visit are so good and no one was paying attention to the temp to them until right before they came out because people had written off um, Shyamalan. Then they're like, oh god, he's on a win streak. He's got Split. He's got The Visit. Now he's going to do Glass. Glass had a big Glass budget and it had awful. expectations. <laughs> That's my theory. That's my Shyamalan formula. A plus B equals C. Crap. That's that's the formula right there. <laughs> You're all full of the sayings today, man. We're at the coin a bunch of these. Oh my gosh. Uh no, yeah. Avatar Sorry, it's not Avatar the Last Bender. It's The Last Airbender is absolutely Because garbage. This is the only time I'll pat the back of the blue people because Avatar the Blue People got the copyright first. Thank you for that so we don't have to call this garbage an Avatar movie. We could just call it on the last airbender god as soon as he opened uh, and like and to be fair the opening of the film isn't terrible it's okay but as soon as they're like um was for i was like i'm sorry what was his name you want to say that again there bud i just it's so bad like to the point like i think outside of this conversation i do not acknowledge that this movie exists because it's so bad uh, oh my gosh so let's you you and i could rip into this this film so much but we just yeah, we yeah. let's shouldn't. we've got three superhero movies left josh josh tipped his hand the worst one of the worst <laughs> movies we've ever seen in our entire lives like catwoman is the dictionary definition of how to do literally everything wrong you have bad music Bad dialogue, bad acting, bad cinematography, bad editing, bad color correcting. How the hell do you do bad color correcting this side of the Matrix? <laughs> Just bad costume design, bad oh villain, bad lead actress, bad, bad. Like, just <laughs> Catwoman, it's, it's, it's cat, space, 
woman. It's an actual cat person. Like, that's it's that's not what God. counts. The only good thing about this, trust us, we tried to find five good things. Most of it, we just talked out of our butt and made crap up. But the only good thing about Catwoman is that it has zero connection to the DC Comics character. She's mm-hmm. not in Gotham. Her name isn't Selina. She doesn't know any Bruce's. Thank God there's no connections to tarnish the legacy. Like, this is just a dumpster. I would rather watch Batman and Robin for the rest of my life than Catwoman one more time. Because yeah. oh god, it just gets everything wrong, and I don't understand it. How is it that normally in superhero movies, you've got the starter costume, the homemade one, and then they eventually upgrade to their, their actual costume? How is her homemade costume actually pretty good and pretty fitting for Catwoman? And then you get... BDSM sex dungeon Halle Berry for the rest of the movie. And I'm going, so the director is a 13-year-old boy that saw Monster's Ball? Is is that what's happening here? Yeah, that's exactly what's happening. What happened? What is happening? The happening? Uh, what? The happening? Ah, uh, okay. So this is like traditional Josh ADHD brain thinking here, okay? I, I promise this is still about Catwoman, okay? So... I have been listening to a new podcast lately called Dungeons and Daddies. It's a D&D podcast where that that I, <laughs> every they open every episode with, "Hi, welcome to Dungeons and Daddies. This is not a BDSM podcast. This is a <laughs> D&D podcast." And it's about four Be dads. D&D. Yes. Four dads that get taken to a fantasy world and they're they're like we're talking like 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 there's a sports dad, a granola dad, uh, uh, a uh, rock, uh, like a hair, a hair rock metal dad. Like it's it's hilarious. Do you so need I, a napkin the, for being such a sweaty? It, exactly. So the reason I bring it up is because anytime anyone makes a dad joke, everyone in the area takes damage, like mental damage. Like, and watching this movie, and every time they have a quote unquote quip. I literally feel years of my life leaving my body. I love a good dad joke, but these are absolute hot, messy garbage. Like, uh, it just rained, and now it's 90 degrees out, and the the trash heap got wet. Like, it's so bad. It is... That's that's actually like that's like a a very specific thing to Texas, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> it's because it would like rain and like garbage bags would be out or whatever, and they get rained on, and then like within five minutes it's a hundred degrees again, and so you have like wet, smelly garbage that's also the smell being spread because it's so hot at the same time. It's gross. Yeah. Anyway. Um, no, Catwoman's terrible, and it's like even Halle Berry has been always like, no, like this hey, is man, an awful least, movie. She accepted her Razzie, so good on her for that. Yeah, absolutely. So, <laughs> what are your other two superhero movies? <sighs> don't you dare! Don't you dare say Civil War, because oh, I no. know you're thinking no, about it. Because you're no, 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 that no. kind of troll. <laughs> no, no, I was gonna say Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> I hate Dark Knight Rises so much. So and you would is... rather watch Batman Forever than Dark Knight Rises? Yes, absolutely. You'd rather watch Batman versus Superman than Dark Knight Rises? Yes, absolutely. Okay. 
If anybody knows a good co-host for a podcast, submit emails too. Oh my god! No, like I mean, I've never been. Did quiet like Dark Knight Rises how, how kill like your it. family or something that you have this much of a vendetta? No. no ooh. Just, ooh. Oh no. This. This is the real Sophie's choice for Josh. Oh no. Watch the Dark Knight Rises, back to back. So twice. That's how back to back works. <laughs> wow really oh i didn't know that or <laughs> play one run through of arkham knight <sighs> josh chooses death instead <laughs> i'll just kill it myself he just does that like... gift from it crowd where he just opens the window and jumps out just <laughs> <laughs> like i i think what's funny is at least I I finished the Dark Knight Rises. I was in like an hour and a half of gameplay of of the Arkham Knight, and I was like, "Yeah, I can't take this anymore. I'm good. Bye." And oh. I don't quit games. I don't quit games. So it's not a thing I do often. And this is where I piss off Josh even more. Got it. So my mindset when playing God of War. I'm sorry. I can't get into God of War. I have tried repeatedly because I know it's Josh's favorite. It means something, so it's got to be a great game, and I'm sure it is. I can't get into it. It's so freaking repetitive. I just I just spam the Thor hammer chuck, basically. I'm like, this is... It's pretty. Calling a boy is fun and demeaning, but... Because <laughs> it's quite great. <laughs> um, I know. I know it's not for everybody. And it's, it's one of those, like... It's why, I, like, I allow people to have their opinions of my favorite things and which is why it's okay for me to absolutely detest the dark knight rises way to bring it I back way to bring it back yeah 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 i got you I'm, I'm i'm here this is why i'm a good co-host don't fire me um <laughs> fire would imply uh, that you get paid oh crap <laughs> yeah you're well, right I'm told <laughs> um no, like, I just, when your whole movie can be boiled down to, like, I'm not Batman, I need to become Batman again, okay, I'm Batman again, oh no, I'm not Batman again, I need to become Batman again, I guess I want to look, I'm now Batman again, and on the other side of the planet, somehow, uh, oh, look, now I've done my thing, I'm good, I don't want to be Batman again, anymore, like, I, it's, and then you have the worst, the worst villain uh gotcha at the end where where it's like ah it was talia the whole time i was like oh cool so all that time you spent building bane up to be this if we're quite honest a pretty good villain is now just gone because because you wanted talia to be the thing i get i i i hate the movie i dislike that there's a lot of story issues with it. I understand following the Dark Knight. How are you going to wrap that trilogy trilogy up? Sure, whatever. I this is I, I just don't like the Dark Knight Rises. So I got much bigger fish to fry because I cast a wider <laughs> net. Ooh, yes, yes, yes. Ooh, there like, you go. I'm on there fire tonight. Yeah. So fan four stick. God. Hey! that's my next one let's go the movie that doesn't know what light bulbs are and just chooses to shoot in dark rooms for some reason because they didn't have the budget for lighting i guess like the thing is it doesn't start off too bad it starts off boring but then you can almost like pinpoint the exact moment that the studio got involved in going oh kate mara has different hair now (laughs) <laughs> what up with that 
Why is the rock not the rock? Although, <laughs> although, why is the rock? <laughs> why is the rock thing? Why does the thing look like actual diarrhea? Like he looks, <laughs> he looks like the weird poop that's like cobbled <laughs> together that doesn't look right. Um, this is such a bad movie. Then you have crash test dummy Doctor Doom that they don't even call mm -hmm, Doctor mm -hmm. Doom in one of the worst ADR jobs I've ever seen when they clearly put in Don Von Doom in post-production because of fan backlash. This movie's just awful. Like, dark, gritty tone doesn't really fit with Fantastic Four. And also just no one wants to be there, which, you know, was the case during filming. Uh, Miles yeah. Teller getting in actual fights with Josh Trank. Like, everyone is just sleepwalking through this movie, except for one. Oh, hail Michael B. Jordan, you tried your best. Um, <laughs> Michael B. Jordan lived long enough and died a villain in the MCU. Um, Let's so go. that's the ultimate redemption. And now he's going to get just smacked by Jonathan Majors in Creed 3. <laughs> yes, that's not a, that... We didn't make that news topic, but holy Gosh, crap. That picture, he is, he is the jacked. Dave Chappelle meme. Run! Not at Dave oh, Chappelle. Um, Wayne's brother. Fan four yeah. stick is just... I, I didn't see it in theaters, and I didn't see it for a while. I'm just, I had heard all the backlash. Obviously, yeah. we knew Josh Trank getting fired off Star Wars, probably because of this movie. Um, so I eventually see it, and Heather and I are like, how bad could it be? Hour and 45 minutes later. Oh, that's how bad it can be. Like, this is a steaming pile. Heather and I still, to this day, make fun of it. Like, when we see it in the five-buck bin, we're like, that's $5 too many. Like, <laughs> it... At least most of the people in this movie's careers have recovered, but this this is one of the worst superhero movies of all time. I was like, you know, you know what would be interesting? Uh, let's let's change race for a certain certain characters. Not an issue whatsoever. But only cool. one of them. But only one of them, and it makes it interesting. It does add a certain layer that I did enjoy. But also, let's make none of them have any actual chemistry together. Uh, let's make it seem like they're just acquaintances at work. And that they have to be there because they're paid to... Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just... God, it is so boring. And it's dark. And like, which and not like, ooh, DC, DC, so dark. No, no Alien like, Requiem, Alien versus Predator Requiem. Oh God! Like where you could barely tell anything. Everything's grayscaled. Uh, like none of the characters have anything to really anything to do with their their source material. It's just so bad. And it's a superhero movie <sighs> that's embarrassed to be a superhero movie. Yeah. So oh, they're my just gosh. like. You know, we're just gonna science this. So was that your last one, Josh, or you got one more? Yeah, that's that's all I got, my dude. I At got least for this more. list, I I had I have some other stuff I could, but like I was like, you know what? Uh, this this good solid ten, I think is that's uh, I think I'll stay stay there. I don't want to rant rant for too long. So I got one more. Superman <laughs> three. Okay. I know a lot of people are expecting me to say. Uh, Superman for the quest for peace because that is also hot garbage. Very, very bad. With Nuclear Man. And if you do not stop, I will hurt people. And like he gets in a little scratching fight with Superman. I I kinda let that one off the hook a little bit in terms of it got its budget slashed by a third, or like down to a third. 
of its original budget, like right before filming. Um, Christopher Reeves' heart was in the right place. This movie just had a lot of issues. Mm-hmm. I think it Superman 4, The Quest for Peace, is a lot like Batman and Robin in the same way that Superman 3 is a lot like Batman Forever. Of Both of those movies are bad, but because the next movie is so much worse, we overlook that how bad the other one is. And I don't want to overlook how god-awful Superman 3 is. Here's the premise. I love that Lois Lane, Margot Kidder, was pissed that the director of the first two movies wasn't brought back for the third one. So her character literally just goes, Hey guys, remember, I'm going on my Hawaiian vacation and dips right after that for the entire movie. After the first scene, she's like, Hey guys, remember, I've got vacation. And she shows up in the last scene going, What did I miss while I was away on vacation? But also, she wasn't the only actor that didn't want to come back. Um, Gene Hackman didn't want to come back as Lex Luthor, so they just happened to have some other really, really wit- rich guy that controls Metropolis with his money that totally isn't Lex Luthor, but has his own company and runs all of the city. But he's not Lex Luthor, guys. Stop thinking about Lex Luthor. He and Richard Pryor have a plan that Richard Pryor basically skims off like little pennies off of everyone's paycheck, like half cents of everyone's paycheck in his company, thereby giving him like thousands of extra dollars each paycheck. And he's just skimming off the top of his company and going, this feels like a completely different Richard Pryor movie. Um, but this is also <laughs> this feels su- like Richard Pryor in real life. That's crazy. Mm. There's a whole lot. There's a whole lot less n words in this movie though than Richard Pryor Ooh, in real life. That's true. Um, this is also the movie with evil Superman. So Zack Snyder Superman. Yes, I went there. Um, Got him. The Superman that sits in a bar and gets drunk and then just fights Clark Kent. Um, it that's a super bizarre scene. However, at least we get some nice scenes with Superman going back to Smallville and hanging out with Lana Lang, which fun bit of trivia there lana lang at superman 3 is played by annette o'toole who would go on and play martha kent on smallville so there's that fun little that's, connection that's kind of cool that's yeah. the only good scenes is when he's in smallville i'm going ah alana that i can actually enjoy as i'm halfway through smallville and want to just send lana on a long walk off a short pier she's just <laughs> the worst but superman 3 he fights like a robot lady at the end that will give any children nightmares because it's it's horrifying it's like return to oz levels of terrifying it's just bad like i know quest for peace is worse but there's a lot of contributing factors around that production whereas three there's a lot less excuses for why it's as bad as it is and i'm just going why is superman teaming up with richard Pryor? blazing superman hey hey it's it just makes me sad. It's real bad. Um, at least the fourth one, like, you can get some comedy fun out of how bad it is. Yeah. The third one is just painful. Yeah, no, I agree. I This wasn't supposed to be, like, a bit where we're like, hey, uh, a lot of the movies that we saw on Our Five Good Things are movies that we hate. We should, uh, you should totally go check them out, but totally go check them out. But, uh, no, yeah, like, it's, it's really fun. If you want to see our that- videos without the production quality... Yeah. Anyway, uh, if you like having the microphone ten feet away and seven twenty <laughs> video, oh man, probably overexposed and with only like one good video with good color correction and know what we're doing. Then it's not like I was in college for video production at the time or anything. Yeah. No. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> uh, but yeah. No. Like it's 
it definitely has affected the way that I watch movies. And like, even like these movies, like, it, like I think we've done it multiple times in, in this discussion. Um, it's, it was hard to like completely hate most of these. I mean, obviously like Except Robin hood. You, yeah. You will never forgive Robin hood. Never. For what it did. <laughs> but I mean, like even stuff like, like dark Knight rises, I absolutely hate, but I can, if I'm convinced otherwise except that there are some good stuff in it uh but like it's very interesting to to talk to people and be like okay why did you hate that movie what because there's been movies like i love that you at or that you love that i i was like it's fine um like what was that that movie uh that we watched when i was down there um oh hell house llc hell house you were like i love this is great and i was like it's it was cool. It's got it was, good it a, scares and it, it yeah, has interesting nice. lore to it. Yeah, kind of. Uh, <laughs> no, if you don't look into no, it, no, no. it, if you don't look into it, if you you like the lore, you didn't like the characters being stupid. Which I I, I get your criticism, yeah. but no, minus the characters, Hell House has interesting lore and has some darn good scares. Tell me you weren't scared when the camera pans to the dude at the top of the stairs. Okay, well the first no, the first one is 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 pretty solid. Uh, it's characters are stupid for no other reason than well they're stupid. <laughs> they don't notice things because uh well um well that character's not supposed to notice that so just you know be okay with that. Uh, <laughs> but regardless, it's it's very interesting. Like whenever like like whenever I take my dad to the to the movies, I'm like, okay, well why didn't you like that? What 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 about it did you not like? Uh, obviously, Power of the Dog and and Green Knight aside, uh, but like yeah, it's it, it's very it's always interesting to me to see at what what is the mark for us that positivity is no longer something like our 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 what's fuel our for positivity point? is gone. Yeah, what's the breaking point? What's the tap out point of just nope? Yeah, so it's just yeah, I love it. Yeah. Terrible movies are fun sometimes. Most of the, sometimes. But what do you guys think? What are the <laughs> worst movies that you have ever seen? Like no redeeming qualities. You just either movies that everyone else loves that you just can't stand. Whatever your thoughts, let us know in the comments below. Am I completely off? Is Josh completely off? Like we already know he is. Whatever your thoughts, <laughs> comment down below. If you haven't already subscribed to us on whatever audio platform listening to its own was iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or YouTube. And if you haven't already, Again, reminder, subscribe to us on YouTube. Public set to 700 subscribers before the end of the year. That's our main goal. And as always, stay sharp, movie guys and gals.